How you doing, old? Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Barcast. It is now episode six. Is that not exciting? Obviously it is your host myself Mark and my co-host Chris. Hello and there. To- and today is a good episode. I'm going to hand you over to Chris because he's going to introduce someone this time. Yes, uh, episode six, second, second episode with the guest, third guest of the season because obviously we had a double guest last time but this time we have someone who if i'm honest i wasn't sure would come on because they are one of the busiest people i know um, but we have got my singing teacher she's a wonderful person that we have got chrissy grimsdale hello how are you hi i'm good thank you yeah how are you doing yeah, been good, been good. Busy as always. Yeah, always me good. too. Me too. Uh, Back so, at work. Yeah, always working. So for mm-hmm. context, for the people that don't know you, Chrissy, because at the moment your connection, really, you know me because I'm your student. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Mark because he tags along to the open mics. Yes, but for which we else, used to be able to have in person. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but until don't know when they're online yeah it's been over a year now yeah it's been a good what yeah it's just been a year since Mm. the online Mm. ones uh but you're probably one of the busiest people i know (laughs) yeah you you've got your main job as a singing teacher then you work at a school one day a week then you do a choir online yeah oh is it twice Mm -hmm. at the school yeah, so I so I teach um, teach at the music school. Um, yeah. I teach there five days a week. I teach at the other school two days a week, which is private school. So I kind of mesh those together. Oh, um, and then then you got the um, choirs. Yes, yeah, so we're running various choirs and things, um, and volunteering currently for a mental health choir, compiling two hundred voices together. Yeah. Um, wow voices and videos and that's you know my, my computer almost died today and uh that's the reason why because it, i'm only using a laptop i'm trying to compile 200 videos you can imagine yeah poor, my, my poor laptop is going no i can't cope i can't yeah. cope and that's not even everything because you over lockdown you've done a recorded and isolation series on youtube oh yes yeah. it's been so long i've completely forgotten about that yeah, yeah. and then they throw you either throw yourself random YMS projects or someone throws you an extra one like Smash Mouth. Oh yeah, do you know I've I've heard that. So this was um this was a, another virtual but ba- you know virtual bands and virtual choirs have become a huge thing over the pandemic because obviously people haven't been able to make music together for well, the best part of a year really. But of course we want to bring people together to make music. So this is where the yeah. virtual choirs came in. And uh, a colleague of mine at music school, who's a guitar teacher, he sent me a message and he said, hey, what do you reckon 
about doing a virtual band because he'd seen that I'd been putting together these virtual choirs and I was like I mean this was an idea that I thought oh this this could be pretty good but um I hadn't been brave enough to attempt it myself and so I was quite I was quite pleased that someone else was uh was brainstorming the idea not me um so so yeah so he's compiled and I have actually heard the audio Okay. Finished audio. So it's um, a drums, guitar, bass, um, brass. There's a brass section in it. A brass section. Yeah. There's there's vocals, obviously. And it's yeah. um, it's All Star by Smash Mouth, which everyone just thinks of Shrek when they hear that song. Yeah. It's such yeah, a feel-good song. It's just, it I think really it's just is. the perfect one to do. And we did a harmony part as well. It's sounding so good. But it's kind of out of my hands that now we've now we've done the singing part hmm. of it, which I quite like. You know, I can just sit yeah. back and wait for the end product yeah. now. Someone <laughs> else's problem yeah. now. It's someone else's problem. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, they're, they're, there's not a lot of things that are someone else's problem for me. I'm a bit of a control freak, and I kind of like oh. to do everything, <laughs> <laughs> which is really bad. I need to stop doing it. So it's quite nice that um, yeah, someone else is taking control of this one. Yeah. And and now oh, you're recording a podcast with us. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. See. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 still, as I say, I'm in the middle of editing that big choir, the 200 piece choir, which is um a choir called Sing Out Strong, um which you can find. I think they're yeah Facebook, YouTube, um but yeah mental health choir. So, yeah. so singing for mental health. It will have all the links in the description of the YouTube video. Perfect. So that we'll be sharing that. Awesome. And then finally, once lockdown's done, you'll have your band, hopefully. Yeah, in fact, we've just, well, well, I've been talking to the band today, actually. Um, Unfortunately, no confirmed gigs for the rest of this year, Uh, which is tough. Um, Well, I mean, we only had a few dates in this year, um, which people had bravely booked previously or rebooked from cancellations before... We lost quite a lot of work over the first mm. uh, lockdown. Mm. Um, we had weddings booked in. We had a really busy summer planned. There was going to be a lot going on. And uh, yeah, well, unfortunately, COVID put an end to that. So it got to the point where we were almost sort of saying to each other, are we going to carry on? Because we, we've got nothing. We've got no gigs lined up. But luckily, we all love the band so much. So it's a it's a jazz swing band. But we do we do kind of a variety of of old school kind of jazz classics mm. and swing classics, and then kind of postmodern jukebox style. If you've ever heard yeah. of them, mm. um, yeah. so taking modern contemporary tracks and then reworking them into more of a jazz swing style. So it's such a unique band. It's so different and. It's quite trendy, actually. People really like to have the swing and jazz stuff at their weddings now. Yeah, uh, it's becoming a trendy thing, and it's obviously a bit niche as well. With me being a female singer to front that sort of band, um, so yeah, so we're pretty niche anyway. So we were never expecting to be as busy as, say, someone doing mainstream chart hits or like disco mm. hits. There's so many bands out there doing that sort of thing. So we did want it to be kind of a niche thing. Um, but yeah, so I've got, I've got at the minute one gig in 2022. Oh, my light's gone out. So let's hope that stays in the diary. Mm. I'll try and fix my light here. Oh, this is when technology goes wrong. 
Oh yeah, tell me, mate. I've, I've had so much of that work before. It's like you're doing something important or any, anything you need it to work and it just goes and it's yeah, the worst thing. It, it, it's a nightmare because like obviously, oh, sorry, excuse me a second. Um, so obviously with the pandemic, um, mm. I've had to move everything online. So I've had mm. to get really confident using technology. This mm. was something that I didn't really ever do before. I mean, I did do a few basic things with audacity doing a bit of recording we did some recording chris didn't yeah, we yeah. in lessons breaking, uh, breaking down uh, yeah yeah um yeah, and and so so i'd idea. i'd got quite into doing that basic stuff but never never teaching online that wasn't something i ever considered doing um and so when when things were sort of bubbling away you know you could see mm. things were not looking good i think everyone was in a state of denial at the beginning thinking Nah, this is gonna be fine. We have two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> We're gonna be two, fine. Three weeks, be fine. Yeah. No, I was thinking. I was well. thinking. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking this isn't gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I was on it, wasn't I? Um, so I, it was sort of the few weeks before lockdown happened, and I had because I'd I'd moved into my house. Hmm. Well, not that long before. Two. Maybe half. No, I've moved, I'm, I'm t- two years. I've been here now. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'd been, I'd been there. I'd, I'd been here. Mm. Been there. Been here. Um, for about, about maybe. Well, it was, it was almost one year. I think it was mm. just under a year. Yeah, because you've um, been a couple of months after my one-year anniversary of being here. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yes. So, so yeah, so I was still setting up everything. I, I've got, this is, this is what you're seeing me in here, if you can see the video, mm. is uh, my music room. Um, and so it, this literally had nothing in it. It had my keyboard and it had yeah. the sofa bed. <laughs> and that's literally all it, all it had. It didn't have a mm. desk. So, I, so there I was on Amazon ordering a desk, ordering a webcam, ordering a ring light, um, getting everything I needed. Luckily I had mm. my laptop, which I'm amazed it's still going because I bought it so long ago and I barely used it for years. And it was just gathering dust and it's got so much use over the past year. It's been fantastic. Um, but yeah, and then just, I was watching master classes and sort of the, these online mm-hmm. tutorials about how to use Zoom. Obviously no one knew what Zoom was. I was yeah. like, what Zoom? Everyone knew what Skype was. Everyone was talking about mm. Skype and FaceTime. Mm. But I was I was on a Facebook group for uh, music teachers and singing teachers, and they were all throwing around this program called Zoom, which I'd never heard of. I thought, what is that? Um, but they were like, yeah, Zoom Zoom is the best. It's the best one. I was like, right, well I got to get good. I got to get Zoom then. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and uh, I watched all these tutorials on how to use it. I watched people mm. giving online lessons, so I knew what to expect and mm. and to sort of understand the technology. Also, my sister, bless her, I. <laughs> I she helped me because she became my first student to have <laughs> on Zoom. So we were she, she was helping me work out the technology and saying right that doesn't sound good, that doesn't sound right, oh that doesn't look very good. Mm. Um and so yeah, and then here we are a year later and I now have students all across the country, all across the world. I have mm. students in Dubai. Oh um, wow. Yeah. yeah. You know like I to listen after me. <laughs> Yes, yeah, and in fact, my student in Dubai has two lessons a week, so it's been brilliant, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, it, it's been amazing. This is something that I never would have considered doing before, mm. and it's actually opened a lot of doors. It, it closed a few, but it has mm. opened a few. 
That's good. Yeah. That's always good though, making like some positive out of a situation mm-hmm. that's yeah, unpredictable yeah. as such. It's definitely oh, yes. nice on like I'm gonna say on the student side of things because even during all this, we've still had one sense of normality because we mm. could still have our singing lessons. Do you know that that's what people have said to me? They've said mm. I've had students that have said they've struggled so much, and actually, I think a lot of people have struggled with their mental health over lockdown. Mm. I I think every single one of us can say, oh, I I had a really low moment there. Um, And it's been so difficult. We're we're such social beings. You know, we're we're not supposed to be shut away, not doing anything, not seeing anybody, not hugging anyone. Um, That last bit's what's really got me. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard, especially, you know, family. Mm. Um, but I, I would have students that, that have, have said to me that I have saved them, that I have meant so much to them and mm. that I've actually made really close bonds with some of my students because they've really reached out to me and it's really nice to be there and to be... But I feel like we're all supporting each other because even mm. me still having that... Being able to communicate with my students because I live on my own. So uh. it's... It, it can get lonely, but actually mm. I felt I was never lonely because I always was so busy and I'd, I'd always spend my whole day having a conversation with all my students and and it was brilliant. It, it's really been fantastic. So I just think the way that everyone has been so resilient and just found ways to carry on regardless and mm. thank goodness for technology. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, all I like can say. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> You're normally cursing it in lesson. Well, I know. Well, it's because it usually goes wrong. It went wrong It went wrong in our last lesson, didn't it, actually? Yeah, it uh, <laughs> our I first see. lesson back face-to-face. And then Pro um, Tools decided, nah, I don't yeah, want to. You can't record your new song, sorry. Got, got a new computer, and I thought it was all running perfectly. Mm. And um, the program that we used to record MIDI just mm. isn't. Yeah. doing yeah. what it should be doing yeah, in fact i still need to fix it i have no idea what is going on with it, it it's working fine on my computer which mm. is great when i'm here right. but if i'm not here that's not very helpful no, so not. i'm sure i'll fix it i always find a way around it yeah but, you know we, yeah. we come across these problems and then we just it's just find a way to it. solve it mm-hmm. winging just it absolutely make it till you make it yeah <laughs> that's the way yeah it. yeah yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I think so, it, it's so easy to get sort of just completely thrown off when something like that happens, when something hmm. goes wrong. Yeah. And to have yeah, a bit I'm of a sure. meltdown. Um, like even, so, so for me today, I could have had a complete meltdown because I just finished. So I, I've been putting 200 videos together. Ooh. I've done the audio and I've put them all into this program and it's taken me days to put all these videos in. And you've got to sync it up so all their mouths match up to the exact moment. And then you need to shrink all the videos down so they're tiny little thumbnails so they all fit together. And so I'd done it and I'd placed all the videos perfectly and I got everything lined up. And then I save it and then I do export movie file. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, yep, done, bam, go and have a cup of tea. Come back and my computer has got blue screen... Oh. Error, computer error, no. can't boot. I was like, no. <laughs> and then it went black screen and looked like it was restarting. And then it was like, cannot find boot. I was like, what, oh, no. what, what? Have I lost everything? 
miraculously, it somehow restarted itself and worked. But I didn't try and export the whole thing again. So I mm -hmm. had to go through the... So I thought, right, well, I'm not going to export 200 voices in one go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had to scroll all the way up and I would... And I would... Because um, you can you can turn, like, the videos off. Yeah. So you can make them unviewable and it kind of makes them hidden videos. So it won't process mm. in the final video. Yeah. So I had to go through... I'd do, like, three layers at a time. So I had to save it as sort of just just layers of voices one at a time. So that's what I'm left with currently. Mm. And then oh. and then now I need to put all those layers together. So that's where I'm at right now. Oh. So this <laughs> but is. But you know what? We have a problem, break. and then we just yeah. This is this is my break from the stress. <laughs> we, but we we have a problem, and we just find a way around it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking, well, at least I've backed up all the audio to Google Drive. So mm. at least I've got that because that took me months to do. I say months. It took me a month. <laughs> it, it took me a long time. Still a long time it took yeah. me a long time still to do, especially when it takes up all your free time and all of your Easter holiday when you're supposed to be having yeah. two weeks off. Yeah, you I didn't have two weeks off. You, I spent every Easter minute. Break. I got up early, started doing the audio editing, got to the end of the day. Hmm. literally driving myself crazy listening to the same song and repeat over and over and over and over again and once it's uploaded will you ever listen to this song again uh well <laughs> uh probably not i know i probably will maybe once or twice mostly when i send it to people but the the woman who runs the choir she i mean i think she may want this to go to press possibly oh. It's quite a big thing because mm. it's we've got people from lots of different countries mm. all over the world uh -huh. and and the song is called I've been waiting mm. and and the main message is I've been waiting to tell you I love you to give you a hug to do all the to all these things that you wish mm. you could do um the message at the beginning is you know we've wasted all this time um Grandparents can't have their grandchildren. Lovers mm. can't have one last kiss. All this sort of really kind of very poignant, very kind of emotive stuff to do with lockdown and what we've experienced this year. Mm. Um, and and then we've got people holding up cards that say certain things that they've been waiting for. Oh. So, um, so they get sort of that individual aspect. And then we've got people singing solos and we've got people speaking in saying, I've been waiting in different languages. So it's a big, it's a pretty big thing. Mm. And I'm doing it just on my own. You know, there's been so many interviews about people doing virtual choirs, like mm. you've got Eric Whitaker and you've got Gareth Malone, you've got all these big names that are doing all these virtual choirs. And Peter Holland does some on YouTube as well. Yeah, so... What what happens is they have a whole team of engineers doing this, and I am I am just me the team engineer. of engineers to put this whole thing together, mm. and it has been a bit of a nightmare because it, originally it was supposed to be put together by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Now this other person unfortunately couldn't put it together. But they had all the files, they had everything, um, and they uh, disappeared. So we, we couldn't get hold of them. Uh, so we had to get every single member of the choir to resubmit all of their videos. And of course, whenever you need people to do something, there's always issues. And then I've got to deal with 
they're sort of sorting people out and mm. oh this doesn't work oh help i can't upload it people pe- somebody sent me a, a video for a different choir it's going well, uh, it's lovely but could you send me this <laughs> this song oh okay um but i know i i feel like i'm past the the biggest bulk of it but it is gonna be there's still a lot of work involved, but it's going to be a big thing. So when it does come out, I'm going to plug it. Please, please listen to it. It's called I've Been Waiting by Sing Out Strong. Uh, we'll, we'll listen, we'll plug. It, we'll put it everywhere we <laughs> I'm can. going to stop plugging now. But it's just because I, so, I put so much work into it. Mark occasionally does a random plug for my stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm good. If it if it comes just like something once done, it'll be any any time because mm. I, I can do it at work. It's it's quite easy. I see so oh, many awesome. from what I can't see. So I I'll usually pass stuff on to people, people that I know, and it just moves on from there. Oh, fantastic! That's I'll really mean, good. I'll just play it around at work. I'm sure. If I'm sure, if I can get into one of our shops, I can play it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, we've also because we've been discussing about possibly having royalties and possibly it would be uploaded onto spotify and apple music and Mm. so there'll be a little bit of reward coming back from it possibly possibly but i don't know time will tell we'll see if it is on such platforms please stream it over and over and over again (laughs) no me i will i'm a sucker for those sort of songs yeah, I mean, there's been such amazing. I like obviously the the sing gently, the Eric Critical one. Mm. It's been a whole year Has since it that's been a come year out. Already? Yeah, so if no, if nobody's heard of that one, um, if if you look up "Sing Gently" by Eric Critical, it's so stunning. It's so so beautiful. I can't remember the exact number of voices. I think it might be it's, it's around it, fifteen thousand. It was is it? something like that. I'm yeah. trying. I'm to... in the video. You can see me. You can see yeah, me. Yeah, you in can. It. Did did you do it, Chris? Did you record it? I did it? not. I didn't get the time oh. to. It's mm. like it's like you're stupid busy. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because I don't think it was open for very long. I think it was open. No, for like I I think you told me maybe? like the week before, and I had stuff oh. on the weekend, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't have time to do it. No, and because you got to learn it as well. Yeah, and you you know what? I might fly things. I, I I like to take my time on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You want to do it right. And then I, I was a, uh, yeah. So also I somehow I had my because I recorded the soprano part, uploaded it to YouTube. You somehow got ten over ten thousand views on my, oh. on my uh, recording, which I was quite happy with. Mm, People seem to like it. I'm about five of them. <laughs> what, five five thousand or five <laughs> just just five five thousand if it was five thousand i might still be listening to it no i was about five of them three when i was just listening through and two of them was when i was listening for your voice for your high notes so i could figure out how high i can uh-huh. put songs when i write them yeah uh, ridiculously high mostly uh, yeah. yeah i'm just like okay can i go high i like I'm trying to write more songs for different people and mm-hmm. I like I listen to them more so I can get like an idea so that's I, a good that's a good thing to do because then like, you can get a judge of where they can sing it's nice to do that because a lot of songwriters don't it does mean I listen back to, through all my stuff again to find out where I like where I'm comfortable singing oh so so which did mean watching some cringy videos from the oh, really? days a couple uh, like like what um, do you remember when we did Ladies a Tramp? 
Hmm. Was that the one where you threw the handkerchief at yeah. me? <laughs> I've heard this story. I heard this. That was so unexpected. I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't supposed we were just to in throw the middle it. Of singing. We were singing the ladies the trump, which we practiced in lesson at the pocket yeah. room, and it was going quite well. I thought it was. Yeah, vocally, it, it was quite it was good. Great. It was sounding really me. good. And then I don't know what was going on. I was just singing. I think it had, I had a bit on it my arm. Was it was found the part, you. I like that, your handkerchief in my hair. It's that line. Oh, yeah. And I sort of saw something out of the corner of my I eye. I was supposed to do that, but it just, fingers go, <laughs> let it go. Literally I'm threw like, it oh. at me. I've turned tomato again. Um, <laughs> I, I love this story because I, I just... The day that I heard it, the time I heard about it, because I missed that one. <laughs> Scott, I mean, this video Scott recorded for it was already not great because he put the cat. Ears <laughs> Did he put a cat ears. filter on you as well? So mm. I had cat ears, and then I do that dumb thing. I don't know what my brain was thinking. Oh, it's it's funny. It's mm. funny. But you know, you just got to look back and laugh at it now. Yeah, oh, I do. Yeah, I, that's the best thing in the world for me. Locally, it, was really, it, was, it was a really good performance, to be fair. But, Apart from the throwing of the hanky. Yeah. <laughs> if you just listen to it, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Apart from everyone, I go, oh, I oh. think I make a noise when you throw it at me. I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of took me off. I was just like, I've got to pick this up now. I didn't do that. Just, just hide. Show must go on, as they say. Show must <laughs> Absolutely. No, but we did just carry on, though. Yeah. Which. Mm. Very good of me, not just Probably like... that many people didn't really pay that much attention to it. I think it was it's mostly because... Scott. Yeah, yeah, would well, be. he, he would have found it hilarious, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he still likes taking the mick out of me about it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, Scott. It's one of Scott's favourites. It's, but... It, but it's, kind, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it's not that embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but it's kind of funny. Because yeah. it's just an accident that just happened. Yeah. But, like... It's not like I was like, oh my god, I'm so offended. You threw your handkerchief at. It's fine. We just kind of laughed about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit random. It's yeah, like, it was just oh. random. Yeah, I was like, no, it's fine. Don't worry. It happens. But, you know, people throw hankies by accident. It's a really. You say a bit, a bit like a doll in the old days. She used to throw a gauntlet. I mean, throw like a, a handkerchief. Could be the I'm new thing. You never know. Chance for a song doll. You could always I'm have not a song. Winning that. It's always that. <laughs> Unless we go for the lowest note, I might stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sing bass, bass competition. I definitely would lose that. Soprano, I'm not even going to try. Well, you know, you have probably a good falsetto there, Chris, because you've got those low notes, so you never know. They could do it. A bit more mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. I need more singing lessons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> time for that. Yeah, yeah. They just go so quick, don't they? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was saying to Mark. I'm actually quite happy we're getting this chance because normally we have half an hour to do our lesson. <laughs> and seven minutes in, we think, right, we should probably start. I know. Because <laughs> we, we said, terrible. Hey, we talk about a week for the next six and a half minutes. Yeah. But often it's like music related, though. Mm. We're often talking about like your musical ideas and your compositions mm. and stuff that you're planning and open mics and stuff occasionally there'll be like stuff about work and yeah stuff about work or just yeah. something we like happened over the week yeah 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 it's important to have a catch-up though 
Oh, it is. Hundred percent, it is. Because it feels if you feel comfortable and more casual, then you can let your true self come out. Whereas if you feel like you're just going in for something, you've got like the professional thing where you don't know how Uh far to go. Because I get that. Because it's like in in my work practice, there's a difference between I could go into somewhere and be very professional. I could go in as my normal self and the casual, and it seemed like nothing's changed. It's like Mm -hmm. anyone in my team. I mean. Uh, any mistakes I just have a laugh so if it was yeah. a handkerchief thing it was like if someone's broke something in the area try and fix it and just have a laugh and just be like this is what we do next time when the gas is leaking from that pint thing or <laughs> if that glass is like shooting off like that or the froth is like filling up no worries about that we'll fix it we'll fix it plenty of time we've got an hour and a half on this sailing we'll get you trained a hundred percent fine this is like that <laughs> you're you throwing out nice. all your tech speak Mm-hmm. That all went over my head, to be honest, what you just said there. Oh, basically, because I'm a mixture, like I'm a, a steward on board a vessel. It's like uh, I work in the bars and if anything goes wrong, because I've always had like new staff Brandon come through. Okay. It's like if anything's gone wrong, like the gas, uh, like hooking up to a barrel, get the gas uh-huh. right, turning it on and off, it goes wrong. It's like I, I just have a laugh with people. Be like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's because we'll, I, mean, we'll I, I, I worked in a pub, I was barmaid. Um <laughs> And uh, in two different pubs, actually, mm. I, I I would never be brave enough to change the change the barrel or the gas or uh, anything like that. That would always be the you know I'd always just let one of the burly members staff do that because I also hated having to go down in the cellar. That was the scariest thing. I'm like, oh, eh, I get that. I don't want to go down there. It's too oh, scary. When I was a waiter, I occasionally had to go into the attic because we didn't have a cellar, so we had to oh. go up. Oh, that's different. <laughs> yeah, so we had to go up, and I. Generally, I had to go up to get, like, for some reason, our kitchen was quite a small kitchen. So uh-huh. all of the desserts were in the freezer upstairs. Ah. <laughs> so whenever it was dessert, Chris, your time, just like, well, I, I, yeah. the stairs were, like, this big. They were tiny. And I was just, Why do they always put the desserts so far away from the kitchen? They do. Literally every place, I swear. Because when I was a waitress, they would put the desserts in the shed outside. Oh. And it was always so bad. You know, when it was cold. Yeah. You'd have to go outside, and obviously no, you couldn't have time to put a coat on. You'd have to just wear your little, you know, apron and just sort of <laughs> looking in the freezer trying to find. And we, we'd do those, um, you know, those little ice creams that the kids mm. have, and there's like a penguin one and a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to get the right, the right flavour because there were different yeah, plastic you had, like, figures. The vanilla one different... or the strawberry and the vanilla. <sighs> yeah, no, I, no can... I hated those. I, I could well. never get pick the right pun. I generally just brought like two or three. Just yeah. Like, which one is it? It's this one. We've shown you this. I can't <laughs> tell. I literally grab one of these a week, and it's always oh, a it's different a one. You know, you you, t- you take the you take them the dessert menu and just pray that they're gonna say, oh, no, uh, like, like, oh no, we're good. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when they just have coffees. Actually, that's good. Although when they'd order floater coffee. <clears throat> oh yeah hated was... that that was such a nightmare to do oh we didn't have that on the menu <laughs> but they would order it even though we didn't have it on the menu and they oh, would say to great. me and my boss would be like well yeah just do it just figure it out like, okay <laughs> i did figure it out yeah oh. there, there, there were some fun things that i learned to do i did i i also learned how to do a shamrock in a pint of guinness which i'm mm. i'm told is actually you shouldn't do because it's it's um sacrilegious or something Probably. i don't know <laughs> but yeah well we have one listener that might be able to tell us if that's sacrilegious or not yeah yeah maybe <laughs> but, I, but i would always do it because i'd be like this is cool right like, i can draw a shamrock in a pint of guinness say, 
it, it always depends on the bar and like, and like where you are. Like some will say you can do it this way or some you can do it that way. There's there's always going to be a way of doing it. And it's yeah. some lenience on either, either way. It's like, um, it's like the drink snake bite at one point. There was the whole oh. rumor that it, it became illegal. Um, what? Like places couldn't serve it. It, it was a, it was a rumor that went away because I didn't realize it until someone mentioned it to me. So it was illegal. So, so it's snake not. bite, cider and... So, yeah, cider, lager, and usually it would be like a bit of cordial of some kind. Yes. Uh, and because what it used to be is the reaction when it was inside your body you used to get people more drunk. Uh, yeah, I did actually yeah. hear that. Yeah, because you're mixing it. Yes, and then yeah. people thought that was illegal. And <laughs> I, I, I looked that out because I, I thought this sounds a bit weird. And it's like it was an <laughs> urban thing at first. Are. But uh-huh. the same difference. You give somebody a half a lager, half a cider, what's going to stop them from making it, mixing themselves? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. It, it, it was silly because oh, you've seen how many drinks is out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, right, we had some weird, weird orders at work. We had people who used to like, um, I suppose it's not that weird. I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but it's when you have Guinness and real ale. What's that oh, I can't again? see what it's called, but I know what you mean. Because we I've had a lot of a lot that. of the old uh, the old you know the old guys that were coming. They mm. would love that. Had a few of them that would have that, and a lot of them that would also um, had quite a few who would like rum with just a splash of coke, just a <clears throat> and no more. And if you if you gave them like a full serving of coke, they were like, no, I'm not going to have that. They only yeah, wanted just a little squirt of coke in it. Yeah. The amount of times as well with the when the coke um because you've got the what's it? Yeah, yeah the, it's, uh, it's the, the pump. It's like it's post mix the, in a way. It's the, yeah, it's the stuff that runs out, and it mm-hmm. and you get people go with this coke and they get oh it doesn't taste and you go oh I've got to go and change the syrup now I've got to, oh no nightmare. I'm quite pleased to be done with the pub ways to be honest. Yeah. It was always so sticky as well. Uh-huh. Everything's so sticky. Oh. Fortunately, when I was a waiter, I was a restaurant, just mostly a restaurant waiter. And mm-hmm. all the beers I had to worry about was Bangla, Cobra, Kingfisher, and Carling. Okay. That's that all right. That's, that quite, that's quite simple. And for two years of me being there, I wasn't allowed to do it because I was underage. Uh, oh, nice. Because it was my f- second job at 16. So I was just like, ah. I, I was just there to serve the poppadoms. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and be the one loud person that when there was a big party, I could say what the food was loud enough so that it get to the right person. Ah, oh, you've got the projection. Yeah. I was just oh. like, my colleagues are just like, chicken tikka masala. I'm just like, chicken tikka. <laughs> it's just loud. What, it's what is it though basic. with people? When, when, you're, when you're waiting on tables mm-hmm. and it, it's literally like you're invisible. You mm. come out with their food and you go, um, you say their food, you've got it in your hand, it's hot. We used to we used to sell work, because I used to work um, a gastro pub. Mm. And, and we'd, do, um, we'd do these sizzling fajitas. So you get these sizzling yeah. skillets. Yeah, I know the skillets. And mm. um, so you'd come out and it'd be sizzling hot. And it's... Sh- and it's burning, like the oil is shooting up your arm. Anything. And it's burning you. Yeah. And you're in agony. 
and then you go up to the table you're just desperate to put this thing down and um and they're all just having a conversation just you know there's stuff's all over the table they're all sitting forwards um none of them are paying attention and you're like oh chicken fajita chicken fajita they were like oh who's who's the chicken i'm like please god please tell me (laughs) let me put it down (laughs) there were so many times though that i'd have to actually just just run and put it down on the table because i'm so sorry it's so hot Mm. (laughs) i'll be understood most of the time fortunately we had a trolley for oh no our sizzlings were just like we had like I can actually say the place because the restaurant's closed now. I worked at the Bengal, uh, I've forgotten, the Bengal Spice, on which That's used it. to be on Deal Seafront. And um, yeah, it was quite fortunate. It was just quite a narrow restaurant. So we had tables, an alleyway, and tables. And the alleyway led to the kitchen with like a curtain mm-hmm. in between. So it was just real easy just to walk up and down with a trolley and just. But it was just like, oh, guys. What I would have given for a trolley. Yeah, no. Yeah, like I said, trolleys are, are the saviour. It's it's it makes everything easier because when I've used it in some places, it, it's it's nice. It's nice yeah. to have something that's stable. We, so well, we better. we also had these like um these big wooden rotating things uh, that you'd oh. put these little ramekins of yes. sauce like we're, guacamole we're, we're and salsa and mm. uh, jalapenos and stuff. They were huge. And so you'd have to go out and you'd have to balance one on your arm and it's humongous and it feels like it's going to fall, fall over. You've got one a sizzling skillet in one hand. Yeah. The amount of times that I was just, you know, injuring drop myself, dropping it. Luckily, you know, I don't think I ever had any major incidents, thankfully. <laughs> I know there was one girl and she did spill a whole tray of drinks on her first day. Uh, I, I mean, I, oh God, I had nightmares of doing that. But luckily I that walked happen. into... Uh, I walked through. I went to go through the curtain. One of the other waiters was on the other side of the curtain, and I had the chutney tray in one hand, and I walked straight into him. So he had mango chutney, lime pickle, and mint sauce. <gasps> no, none on me. None what on me. What did you do? Oh, um, lucky he lived. He lived upstairs, so he just oh, uh, he just <laughs> went upstairs, right changed his shirt, came back down. But keep an eye. Keep an eye on. Well, I don't know. Someone closed the curtains on me. Oh no, that's not good. But other than that, the most time when I thought I was going to drop something was when it was really busy and they were using the trolley to serve the big tables. Uh. I had to clear tables on my arms. Yeah. And you get the expert piling going on. Yeah, it's it's easier to turn your clearing a table, isn't it, rather than yeah. taking stuff out because uh, you can actually pile. I got to the point where I could clear a whole table of four on one arm. Hey, that's impressive. Yeah. And that I could is just impressive. have the other arm just to go, get out of my way, get out of my way. You know, I could push <laughs> the door open and the kitchen <laughs> stuff would go, no, just take it all <laughs> off me. And like, no, that was easy. I just oh, walk wow. off again. I mean, uh, it, it, that, it, it, I mean, my arms are <laughs> so skinny. Yeah, like, I could, ba- I could barely hold anything on my, on my arms at all. But the kitchen would get so... In- I do find kitchens can be a bit grumpy, can't they? Yeah, sometimes Chefs. they can. I mean, my kitchen was quite... Most of the time, it was quite pleasant. We had a new chef for a couple of months, and he was quite grumpy, mm-hmm. but he didn't work out, so we got the old chef back. Oh, fair. Fair. So, so they were just like, yay, this is good, this is better. No, but, I just... They, they, they expect you to be, like, so on it. Mm-hmm. And and often, I would only be, like, one the one waitress in. And at the beginning... Oh. 
Oh, I was. It, it took me ages to get used to it. No one really taught me what I was doing, and me. and I didn't know where where anything was, and I kept forgetting everything. And so they were so mean to me. They nicknamed me Dory because I forgot everything. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, that's... all right, Dory. All right. But then it got to the point when I was like actually really good at it, and then they stopped making fun of me. But they do. They do make fun if they can. Yeah. They will. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, if, if they can get any way and it's like you want to try and find something back to like fling it back because then if you've got one over them, the rest oh, join yeah, you. I, it's, like, it's like a huddle. Oh, I, 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 was, I was only, how old was I? It's probably 19 or 20. I was uh, too yeah. timid to throw back at them. I was just like, can you tell me this again? I've forgotten. <laughs> All right, Dory. <laughs> Going start, crying in a the corner. They started on me about my, um, how spicy I could take my food. And I, started, oh, sure. I, I could only eat masala when I started. And and within six months, I was at Madras. Wow. And by the time I left, I was just shy of a fall. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And I now... So were they just were they just forcing you to eat stuff? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the like, chef, the, they used to cook their own meal on the hob all night. And just like, they'd have it stewing. it, And it, wow. they just it stewing and they'd make it whatever spice they wanted. Uh-huh. But they always use like, the, like they buy like a chunk of meat and then they get like the bone, the bone side of meat and they cook that for themselves so they knew the customers won't get any bones because our mm. stuff's supposed to be all boneless. Ah, right, got you. And they would literally just they go, Chris, come here, hold hold out your left hand. He would get his spoon, put it in the pot, and throw it straight onto my left hand. <laughs> and I had one of two choices. Either go, blimey, that's hot, drop it on the floor, which is really disrespectful. Or shove it in your mouth. Or eat it. So every Aye, yes, sir. And within six months. And then it was just like, Chris, this food will be too spicy for your hint. No, it will now be too spicy for you. And I add chilli sauce on top and eat it. Wow. So, so yeah, I don't yeah. have a good spice tolerance, unfortunately. I've got I've... a really good one. It's got a bit, you know, it's because uh, I, two, when was it? Two or three years ago, I lost my sense of smell. Oh. Before before it became trendy, before everyone was doing it, <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost mine. And um, I have found that um, I do tolerate spice much better because okay. I like I can't really taste anything. So it's kind of you know spicy is hmm. something. Um, yeah, but my my spice tolerance is I, I mean I used to only be able to have a korma. Uh, but uh, in my takeaway, which is, I know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, embarrassing, really. It's to call me baby, because I only had baby food masala. <laughs> but masala is so tasty as well, because it's kind of creamy. and So just because it's not spicy doesn't mean that you can't order yeah, it. I feel like, why does it always have to be like really spicy? It's like it's got this big macho thing yeah, exactly. when you go for a curry. Oh, you put have the spicy curry. Well, actually, sometimes it's just you want something coconutty. Sometimes yeah, I... you're thinning coconutty and not yeah, like, exactly. super spiced. Yeah. My favourite curry at, when I was working wasn't actually the spicy ones. Mine was the mm. garlic. Because mm. I've always been a bit of a garlic nut, and I would have the lamb tikka garlic with a garlic naan and garlic rice. Ooh, garlicky! Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I literally, I could literally walk in after my shift because they would feed me after my shift. And I go, Chris, what do you want? I went, I'll have, I'll have the garlic special. And they just do me those three garlic things. No, garlic is nice. Nice. It's 
When, when I when I could smell, I loved garlic. Do you know, I do miss. I miss this. Do you know, I miss the smell of onions. No, I, I don't. The smell of you. cooking onions because that yes. smells gorgeous when it's cooking. It's like oh, mm-hmm. onions cooking. And it starts oh, off really strong and it just sweetens over the. It's process. that savouriness, isn't it? Yeah, I miss that. And um, and I I like garlic as well. And I remember I went to a, went to a party and um, this person had made like this garlic. I think it's called aioli or something. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah. It was yeah. gorgeous. It was yeah. so garlicky. Aioli. It was beautiful. It's like, so it's like a, so nice. It's yellowy color, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of like a hummus, but like green. Yeah. Like just garlicky. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. So that, that was really nice. Sort of yeah. I, 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 I do. I do miss. I do miss smell. I do miss taste. Like I did. You only realize when you don't have it anymore. Mm how important it is yeah because it's it's like a flavor so i i i I used to really enjoy food i don't really enjoy food anymore i eat to live obviously but um it's kind of just become a function like i'm not enjoying it i don't i don't look forward to cooking and eating stuff the the uh, thing that I like is kind of i guess saltiness because I can still mm, taste that mm. and texture yeah so when something's crispy, that's really nice if you're just eating just bland slushiness mm. it could like it could be very fragrant and aromatic, so it could and sometimes you know if we think you're talking mm. about curry right, so if you take away the aromatic fragrance from it, mm. it's just kind of mushy squish, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just a thick soup. Yeah, and it's really annoying because I used to really love it, and it's that you just just don't anymore. Your main thing is good texture now. Yeah, like I'm really all about when I have like, I do like a Chinese. I, I I would now go Chinese over Indian because mm-hmm. you tend to get like I love the the crispy like they do salt and pepper crispy chicken. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then you can get the spring rolls, which have like a really nice crunch Mm. to them. And also crispy seaweed, because that's kind of like salty, sweet and crispy. Yeah, that's And so I like to have a mixture of kind of, I do like a bit of rice and a bit of sauce, but then really I I just enjoy the kind of... toast. That's got a nice crunch to it. Yeah, it's crunchy, but it's also kind of oily. Ah, yeah, that's true, it is. So when you're not getting the kind of prawn flavour, you're just biting into oily toast. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> it's fine, but yeah, it's probably not top of my list. Although, do you know, it used to be. I used to love it. Love sesame prawn toast. But my, yeah, my food preferences have definitely changed now. Mm. I hope one day my smell will come back. But I don't know, maybe it won't. Well, you never know. But maybe there's people listening that have lost their sense of smell. Hmm. If you've lost your sense of smell for something not COVID-related... Yeah. Oh, it could be COVID-related. Could be related. Because plenty of people have lost their smell with COVID and it's still not come back. Oh, wow. Yeah. So just like people suffer from long COVID. Mm. Long COVID is a really big thing at the minute. And I think something that people didn't really think about. like Especially younger people who are thinking, I'll be fine. Like, I've got a good immune system. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to die. It's going to be fine. It's going to be like flu. And then they have COVID. And actually this has happened to one of my friends. So they have COVID and it's like mm. unpleasant, but 
they get over it. And then a couple of weeks after, that's when they start to get the long COVID symptoms. It kind of comes in after you've recovered from full COVID. So you get you get the chronic fatigue, um, just not having any energy, not being able to get out of bed. Um, it, it's it's bad. And then also the the smell thing, the smell not coming back is another thing. Although positive stuff has come from the vaccine because apparently the vaccine can help with long covid so if anyone is suffering from long covid get the vaccine because it's Mm. it is actually that you know they're doing studies on it and they have shown that it does seem to be that it does significantly help with any long covid symptoms possibly getting rid of them okay that's something then that's something i think to give people more reason to take the covid vaccine other than oh yeah this nightmare uh-huh definitely you know and and people are saying you know oh i, I would like to have the pfizer one or i'd like to have this one uh, yeah, give me any vaccine yeah, stick just, it in my just, arm i don't care just anything freckles. yeah 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 absolutely i am just i'm just dying for that that date when i can have my vaccine i'm just like come on please please yeah. let it be my turn soon yeah. um because i see lots of other people having their vaccine and i know for a fact that there are people who are being cheeky and going around the system somehow and getting their vaccines early. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of that going on. I think I know the system. I haven't used it myself. Well, but... the system is, I think it's, it's changed because people were being a bit sneaky. So the rules were that if you were a carer, an unpaid carer, then you could have a vaccine. So in some way, because my, my sister's disabled and my sister has had the vaccine and she's in her 20s so she you know she's young um so she wouldn't usually be given no. a vaccine yet but because she's yeah because she's yeah. got disability she was invited she's got to the a vaccine risk. yeah um and so she because I'm bubbled with her and I do go and look after her and we spend a lot of time together and I'll help her if she ever needs anything I go over and I help her out um and so she was like well you know maybe maybe you could get it as my carer and you know i'm i i am registered through certain means that i'm her carer through the through the council but i'm not registered as her carer through the gp and so when i go on and try and get a vaccine it says oh now they've changed it so you need to be registered as an unpaid carer through your gp Um, doesn't matter if you're registered through the council right I was also so, yeah. because you work with kids as well. As a, I work, yeah, I'm a teacher. Because I'm well, going in and out of schools. I'm seeing so Max, many people. You've probably seen Max at a couple open mics. He's the one that shows up the least, other than Mark and Scott. He's the quiet uh-huh. one. Um, yeah, he's got his because he works oh. at a school. But that's not the case, though, because yeah. teachers aren't being prioritised. Yeah, no, he, so no I, he had his... I, um, end of feb well i i know that some if you are classified under the care service so some parts of the school are classified under the care bubble especially like social care if if you are yes that's probably why so if it's bubbled under the social care then yeah then mm. that would be why they're given the vaccine. Because yeah. I also have friends who work in a private school and they, mm. um, 
they are what's it called? Well, they live in. They live in the school and oh, they, boarding school. Boarding. Yeah, and they 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 take care of a house mm. of children, mm-hmm. and so because yeah. they look after a house of boarders. They're, that's classed as social care so they get given yeah. the vaccine but not all teaching staff are given a vaccine and they've said because the government said they wouldn't be prioritizing based on occupation but i do somehow i just don't know how people are getting around it you know no, it's very I strange i don't understand but there we go <laughs> i'll just wait my turn i suppose yeah if you've got a vaccine already anyone listening and congratulations but i'm very jealous yeah. <laughs> Jackie, she means you. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, all my family have had it though now. Yeah, I'm very pleased par- about that. My parents have, and so is my sister. Um, my stepdad's had both. Oh. Yeah, oh. my 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 granddad's had both of his. He's in his nineties. I think him, my so grandma's had both of hers, and she's also in her nineties. Yeah, it's good that the older people are being vaccinated. A lot of my students coming, like older students, said they've had their two doses, which is good. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's it's great. I just think it's really great all around. And I do think actually that the it, it's it's brilliant how people in this country have taken to the vaccine. I think generally we're very accepting of it. Even when all the stuff came out about the AstraZeneca, we're all like, mm. yeah. Well, and what? It's fine. We'll just take the risk. We're um, being quite British about it. Yeah. Um, and then you look at, you know, I know that there's been... It's, uh, there's anti-vaxxers everywhere, obviously, yeah. but I think there's yeah. bigger movements in different countries. And I know some places in Europe, it's not been fantastic. Uh, and America's obviously split about it, but what's well, Yeah, there? but uh, America's such a big country as well. But mind you, America have vaccinated a lot of their population. I do feel sorry for Canada, though. Yeah, they've not They're been really behind. Yeah, they're no, really, I've, really behind. I've, I follow a uh, Canadian paralegal on TikTok, and he's just like, I want my vaccine, come on, mm. please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're kind of moaning about not having our vaccine, but actually we're doing very well. And, yeah. and it could I be think a lot worse. It, could, it could be worse, and hopefully we'll have it by the summer. Yeah, and we got yeah, the bright side. Uh, vac- we've got the option of a vaccine, because mm. last year we weren't so I know, sure. well, we, well, we thought it could be a lot longer yeah. that... I mean, even when they started rolling out the vaccine, they were saying, um, oh, it, it will take them two years to vaccinate the whole population. And I remember the they were saying. We need another one. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one in about a year to top it up. Yeah. Mm. Well, we probably still will, you know. But we'll probably still need boosters from now. This is going to be a way of life. But, you know, it's fine. You know, I, I don't have any issues with vaccines at all. I just no, think. I admire There's a lot of too. misinformation out there. Oh, but yeah. It, it, it's you know I know it's Gates. people are nervous people I think people don't understand it either people don't understand it's so interesting though if you look up how the different vaccines are made mm. and d- d- the different technologies that are uh, used so I just have to go down the road because two people that work on it just live down the road from me really <laughs> yeah two people from Pfizer's oh wow that's so cool be, and I know they've been working hard because uh, I speak to one of them on the regular and at the start, when they were first working on it, they were doing 16-hour days. Oh. Seven days a week. That's long. That is long. Like, but, you know, they're probably quite happy to be doing that because, yeah. you know, it's really important work, isn't it? She said uh, the, 
she said they were allowed like a couple of days of Christmas off, but other than that, mm-hmm. they're so glad they worked as hard as they did because they're just you know they can rest a bit easier knowing that they've done mm. their part to get this done. Yeah. So life can return to normal. Yeah, I think or we're all just desperate for that, aren't we? Yeah, the new normal. Whatever that phrase. I know. I I mean it's it's looking okay right now. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully it carries on that way. It's a bit scary yeah. looking at Europe and they're not doing so great. No. Um and but, India. Oh yes, India, yeah. Yeah, the second lot of outbreaks that going yeah. on. I think it was and, Brazil yeah. as well, if I remember. And there are this is yeah. where all these new variants have been yeah, coming out. Even. It's interesting where all the variants come that's when you get obviously yeah. these huge spikes. That we had that issue, didn't we? Yeah, with no. our yeah, Kent variant. Our Kent variant. Of course, it was going to start in Kent, wasn't it? Yeah. Of all places. Uh, but yeah. I blame Dover and Margate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just blaming. I blame Dover because of the ports and yeah. lots of people. Yeah, I mean, well, it must you correlate, know. you know. Must it must. And then obviously, Margate's just. I say Margate because that's where I'm normally working and I. During the first six months of the pandemic, the one day in office I was going in because I, I couldn't deal with the pile-up of paperwork here, um, there was a distinct lack of masks. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Thing. There was at the beginning, I remember, at yeah. one point, especially last yeah. summer, actually. But now more people are wearing masks. Yeah, you kind of, well, you have definitely. to now. It's a rule now. Yeah. I remember yeah. when... It didn't make any sense to me when they had that rule where you had to wear a face mask to go into a shop, but the shop staff didn't have to wear one. Yeah, that, that made no you sense. Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Because yeah, our staff was asking. I found that completely ridiculous. Mm. Well, what? So shop staff can't spread COVID, can they? <laughs> and and it was very annoying because I'd go shopping and I'd be very cautious and careful with my mm. mask. And then there'd be like a gaggle of shop staff all standing together, talking to each other with no masks on, no social That's distancing. And then I've got to go, oh, excuse me, and push through this crowd. People are just mm. spreading their germs everywhere and just praying there's not COVID in the air. But yeah, mm. so I feel a lot more comfortable now that masks are. Yeah. It's definitely got better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure a few Muppets here and there. Yes, uh, yeah. There are some people who are still denying that it's a thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I've There's had, always I've, going to be resistance. I mean, I've had, I've, it's kind of awkward because I've had friends who were kind of like, it's not a thing, like, it's just media hype, don't worry about it. Guess what? They caught COVID. <gasps> I'm really sick. Irony. <laughs> then it was a thing. Uh, yeah, then they took it seriously. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I was taking it, like, like. I was taking it fairly seriously, and then last April, I lost someone I knew, and I'm like, nope, nope, this is too real. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, so I've, well, I've been here for the past year, barely seeing anyone. I think I've seen Mark like two or three times mm. in the past year, and that's only because it's we've mad, been allowed to. It's mad when we're so used to being so social, like. Yeah. I, I, I'm very used to, I'm very close with my sister. So I would see her two, three times a week. 
um, my mum, very close with my mum, I would see her once a week. Um, you know, my friends, we'd always do stuff. We'd always end up, you know, planning weekends out, mm. going to festivals, all these fun plans, all these things that we would look forward to. Also, I had a couple of friends who were supposed to be getting married. They were having Hindus. They all got cancelled. Weddings got cancelled. Um, yeah, it's just been terrible, really. It's just so sad. Mm. But hopefully we'll get back there again. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, we've got a duet we need to sing. We can't do that over Zoom. Ah, true. Yes, but we've got to. We've we've, we've got to. Well, we could, but it would have to be like not live, which would kind of ruin it. Yeah, we we've we've done it not live, but mm. it'd be kind of fun to actually actually do a live one. Mm. I don't know when the open mics will be live again. No, I, mean, I wonder if it'd be after well, June. June. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly June. I, uh, um, I'd be quite happy with it being October, then, so we can just end yes, the school. Yes, it would here. probably be October. Uh, well, it first would, one it would be October, year. wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's one in July, but I think that's still a bit too soon. I don't think we'll... Yeah, I can't I see that we will be doing still. it then. I agree. I'd be quite happy with it, waiting till like, October or even, like, February, if needs be. <sighs> Who knows? The thing is, we can't even predict where we're going to no. be then. I, I, because I, we're all, all the way along... Like, at the, at the beginning, obviously, as I said, we were like, oh, yeah, two weeks two weeks it'll be fine or just after the easter holiday oh just the easter term oh okay and then here, here we are like you know several lockdowns later 13 months later yeah mad really mad but hey ho i think it's it's obviously been terrible but there are as we've discussed you know there's been some really positive silver things linings. to come out hmm. of it yeah there are silver linings there are things that we've done and i think you know, I've I've definitely learnt some more skills. I think a lot of people have learnt new skills over this time, haven't they? Oh yeah, Mark and I've been working on the podcast since um, July. Yeah, that's great. Pretty much, that's fantastic. Finally so got, how how, how did the idea come around? Were you just like, hey, um, we should start well, a podcast? Well, the idea actually came around uh, a couple years ago. Um, mm. It was actually after an open mic. I <laughs> uh, oh, was it. Yeah, <laughs> Mark, mm. we just dropped Scott home. Mark was driving that night, and um, mm. what Mark and I n used to do after a, uh, an open mic was sit outside my flat and we just, you know, we talk for a bit, just like mm. it'd be a good way for me just to like calm down from like the hype of the evening, mm -hmm. or if I did bad, it would just cheer me up, you know, depending Aww, on what I did. You never did that. Yeah, but, you know what I'm like I'm so, so <laughs> when you're when you're feeling self-critical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. And we were just talking, we were just like, we should probably, we could probably do like a YouTube channel or something, like talk about mm. all our wacky stuff. And it took a few months and we did the first video and that was two years ago. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, our schedules were just so busy with things because I had singing, uh, I was still part of Rock Choir back then. Oh, Rock Choir, I remember that, yeah. yeah uh, uh, working all the time, scouts and marks week on week off. Yeah, like, I saw my parents like a couple of times a week. It was just like we both had very full schedules. Mm -hmm. When Mark's not working, he needs a lot of sleep because he works so hard during his weeks. Aww. Yeah, so I just recover on the week off. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's important. It's important to rest in your week off. Exactly. I'm not very good at, at doing that. It's really not. <laughs> oh, I've gone dark again. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> at least you haven't turned red. Um. <laughs> it's the technology. Why does it do this to me? I don't know. Um, oh, I know why. It's because I've got too many things plugged into one plug. Ah, uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the pandemic happened to us. Yeah. And um, uh, I had a bit more time. Well, I stopped doing rock, rock choir to start with, but that was on a different yeah. basis. And I like, I had a bunch more free time, and then Mark had a bunch more free time because he wasn't working as hard because there was not as much to do. There was no passengers. No, I got down from like a thousand people to only like a hundred. So that wasn't too wow. bad. Wow, yeah. a thousand. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. That was a bit um, of a break. Yeah. And then um, one of our friends who's been a guest on the show, Glenn, he was just like, are you going to do something with this channel already? Because yep. you mentioned it yep. a year ago. We did. Yeah. All, like, all, all social media was made as well. So we, we had everything. You, ha- we you had. had to do it. Yeah, we if got you made Instagram, it all. We had the you, Twitter. You, we you had just had to carry on with it. Yeah. And we're just like, you know, we'll do something. So last July we did episode one and we've kept a two weekly schedule since mm. that's great you know uh, i think it's fantastic that you've you've kept going with it because mm. it's so easy when you start something especially when you're so busy yeah. and with all the changing everything's changing all the time and it's and it works quite nicely because we've got a good schedule now um we record it on the monday which and then mark goes to work on the wednesday mm. but it doesn't get released till the saturday so if mark's editing he has the whole of tuesday to edit and mm-hmm. send it to me, or if I edit, I've got five days. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, You've got loads of time. Yeah, so, it's, and then I've been Twitch streaming as well since I've... Oh, yes! Yeah, Is that still going well? Still going well, mm. yeah. I Good. get my first payment next month. Oh, nice. How much is that? Uh, at the moment, it's going to be £75. Oh, do you know what? That's really good. I know. Just for... That's... That's really good. That's you know you could get a good a good clothing haul for seventy five quid. Exactly. New which jeans. Is great, cause I need some more. I I I, more I need to buy some new clothes. I need, my trousers don't fit me anymore. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that pain over I, lockdown. I'm feeling that pain, but I'm feeling it the other way. I need. To oh really? Oh, yeah, good for you. Yeah, I've nearly dropped a stone during the pandemic. That's amazing. Well, I'm a lot more sedentary than I am normally. Usually I'm moving around loads. Yeah. And then obviously for lockdown, I'm just sat down. Yeah. Not doing anything. Well, I'm normally sat down so much, but I've been moving around more. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Hopefully now I'm moving around a bit more. I'll (laughs) feel a bit fitter. Yeah. um, Yeah. So that's well, it's just kept me busy because I've not been doing scouts as much. And. And I don't know, I'm busier than ever doing social media things. Oh, yeah, you are. But yeah. I've somehow found more time for my music as well, which is great. That's good. Cause... So do you think you're going to, you know, when Scouts is, is up again and Rock Choir, do you think you'll go back to that? Or do you think I'm, you're going to try and maintain your I'm current schedule? I'm not going to go back to Rock Choir because mm-hmm. I stream on a Wednesday night. And I'm, I think I prefer streaming to Rock Choir. Yeah. But I've already booked in Scouts. I'm okay, still doing that's it. nice. I, I miss Aww. my kids too much. 
Oh, because they must really look up to you as well. Yeah. Well, it's it also it was a very weird sensation. I got used to them calling me by my leader name, which is Panda, That's and cute. one of them saw me for like the first time in like a year like a month ago and they just went it's panda and i just went oh my god i haven't been called that for a year oh that's adorable and i just didn't realize how much i actually missed it till that moment will they be starting up again soon uh we have uh we're looking to start again in about three weeks oh wow after the next restrictions lift oh well i guess time will tell yeah, then we'll be uh, fingers crossed fingers crossed we'll be outside we won't be allowed mm. to eat in the hut mm -hmm. unless it's chucking it down and it's all doors and windows open. But the whole thing with scouts is being outside and building campfires exactly. and toasting marshmallows and but all that jazz, isn't it? Mine are only six to eight years old. Oh, oh! So ours is mostly playing games. That's cute. Yeah. I, I was, I'm just remembering brownies and uh, rainbows and yeah. guides. See, I did all that jazz. And I, I was a I was a young leader for brownies as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They call what do they call me? They call me Bluebird. Bluebird. Because I was oh. a guide, and so I was oh. doing it as a guide, and so I was obviously wearing the blue, and so they called me Bluebird, which was kind of cool. Yeah, because my sister has because um, my sister's got some. Uh, you know, she's autistic and she's got other health problems as well. And so mm -hmm. she was pretty almost nonverbal at one point. And she wanted to be included and she was in rainbows and then she wanted to go and be in brownies, which is the one a bit higher up. And uh, and so the only way that she could go is if I went with her. So that's why I decided to then be yeah. a young leader and go oh, and right. sort of look after her. But it's... It's so nice. It's so fun. We just played games. And I remember I remember one week where they sort of last minute said, oh, we need them to learn a dance for a line dancing competition. Oh. Like, what? They're like, yeah, you, you teach them. So, you know, steps, five, six, seven, yeah. eight. Oh, <laughs> yes. I taught, them the, I taught them that dance and then we got up on stage and we did it. It was brilliant. It was so much fun. No. That's one of my highlights from no. from being a young leader. I think my parents put me into scouts initially because at five years old I couldn't talk. Okay. Well, I could, but I refused. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. So my parents put me in as a way to get me a bit more social. Uh huh. And then I I did beavers, then I did cubs. I was a I was a sixer. I was head of my little group in cubs, and Aww. then I went through scouts, got to patrol leader. One got one patrol of the year. Oh wow! Around. That's uh, brilliant. And then I went, and now I've been a young leader slash leader for the Beavers for the past twelve years. That's that is amazing. Yeah. I think you know it is actually really good at building skills and building social skills, and I have such fond memories of it. You know, going yeah. on on the trips. You know, where you go and do all those kind of rock climbing yeah, and abseiling and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, and micro-lighting. And campfires oh. and singing songs around the campfire. I, I lead oh. I lead the 50 or Scouts do campfire. Oh, do you lead them in the sing song? Yeah. What do you sing? I mostly do the, um, the question answer ones. I do like the funny voice ones. Um, <laughs> what are these? You've got to give examples um, now. Well, one is a, a repeat after me song. 
Uh-huh. And it's good old boom chicka boom. Oh, did a boom oh, chicka boom. Said a boom chicka racka chicka racka chicka boom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. It just occurred to me that these kids are so young that they don't understand one of my references anymore. Oh, what's oh, that? No. I said, okay, one more time, this time as the king. And oh, now they okay. look... Oh, were you, oh, you were doing as Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't get that. They wouldn't like, get that. I knew that because I realised my first CD was an Elvis CD. Oh, bless. But, they, they'd probably they know, know if you Elvis. said Elvis, though. Mm. If you actually said, like, Elvis, they'd probably yeah. get it. But like, the, but the king is a bit vague because you could yeah. be talking about the king. The king. But we don't have a king, but it, like king. a king. But Yeah. Mm. Especially since the next one I do is always the queen that really confuses them. Yeah, that yeah, I can understand uh, and which the confusion, I do do there, an Chris, of the queen. <laughs> Just terrible. I I can't do. Oh, but, that's brought back such good memories. I love that. Then, that's such a good one. But my personal favourite is Thethel the Capitilla. What is that one? I do not know that one. So, I got. A f- I have a friend called Thethel. Thethel is a Capitilla. What is this? One, one day I thought Thethel, I said, Thethel, what have you done? It was this big. He went, well, I had to let us leave. So, and it basically goes on <laughs> and on. And But you have to keep on. What is Thethel. this fever dream? It's basically, this is something bizarre. It's, it's, oh, what, is it politically correct? What's this no, speech impediment? It's not. It's not <laughs> and the way I taught myself how to do that was if you get a starburst and stick it to the roof of your mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get, that's you yeah. get a lift. <laughs> but wow. then I taught myself to remember how to do it without it, so now I can just do it. Oh gosh. It's not politically that's, correct that's so at funny. all. But that's so funny. But it's a fun memory because we had a leader that did it when I was a cub. He was called Dan. Uh-huh. And this lad was a madman and he do it in a campfire. And when it got to a certain size, you cr- gradually got, Thethel got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until he was so big, you actually had to move your legs to measure him. This guy would start from one side of the camp out and go, jump over the fire and go, oh, gosh. big. But then he'd have to go, how big? And he'd have to do it again. Oh my cardio. goodness. Bit of cardio there, jumping over the fire. It sounds fun though. It was I imagine great. as a young kid you'd love it. Like it'd all be laughing. Hilarious. But we have got mm. so many like Mavis and Fred had the song called There's a Hole in My Bucket. And it's there's Oh a yes! Hole in my I know that dear one. Dear Loiser, dear Loiser. Yeah, yeah. I always go for like a Devonshire accent when I go dear You've got two with that one, dear Loiser. Yeah, I can't do it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Bucket, dear Loiser, dear Loiser. <laughs> just like and that was a pop we... back and forth between the two old leaders, and they used to get so sarky and annoying at each other. But we knew it was for show. And then, <laughs> then there's Joe, who works at the button factory. How's he's that? Got, he's got, hello, my name's Joe. I've got hmm. a wife, three kids, and I work at a button factory. One day, my boss said to me, hello, Joe, are you busy? And I said, no. And it's basically an action one where he goes, okay, he pushes the button with his left hand, then with his right hand, while still doing the left hand, and then you uh-huh. add your left foot, then you add your right foot, and eventually he goes, he goes, hello, my name's you. 
One day, my boss said to me, Hello, Joe, are you busy? And I go, Yes! And he goes, Okay. And then you do one more, Hello, my name's Joe. I got no wife, no kids, and I don't work at a bottom factory. And it just ends on that really sad note. I think I've heard of this one. It's jogging some sort of weird memory in the back of my mind. I feel like I recognise it. It's weird. But it doesn't. It's so long, though, since I've done those sort of campfire. But it's so bad because whenever I meet people with Cecil or Joe, I go in these accents. (laughs) So I go, oh, hello, Cecil. Oh, oh, I'm yeah, like, that's no, awkward. you can't do that because I, <laughs> I do that song so often for the kids, or I heard it so often. Yeah. And hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. But that, just, that's got a nice ring to it, hasn't it? It does. Yeah, that, that, that one does. Hello, Joe. God I like that. I meet Eliza. You're a laser. <laughs> All right, laser. All right, laser. What's going on here then? It doesn't help. Summer of that. Yeah, it doesn't help because my. My family's from Devon. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know my it. friends are from Devon, actually. So my I friend, my friend Alice is from Devon. I, I, I do love her accent. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mostly take the Mickey out of her for the way that she says salad. She can't say salad. No. She, she calls it salad. Yeah. Salad. And I'm like Alice. What are you saying? Yeah. I can have some salad. Salad. Yeah. No. Sa- salad. My then she tries to say. Then she tries to say salad. She goes salad. Like no, no it's, yeah. it's salad. Yeah. My, my granddad was the, my favourite one for accent because um, he he's from Jersey. His parents are French. He's he's like French English mix. Like he's mm-hmm. he's got French parents, but he was born in England. Uh, Jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he moved to Devon after the war. And then, oh my goodness, what's that? That's how he talks. He always had like, this rumble of a talk. How do you know what he's saying? I said he always talked like that. But it, but for anyone oh. who wasn't used to him, you can't mm. understand him. Yeah. It took my stepdad like five years. Mm-hmm. He used to go, yeah. Just nodding yeah, and smiling. Sounds good, mm-hmm. yep. Brilliant. And mum was just like, you don't agree to what you just said. He went, I don't know. Oh, but yes. I, I've always been able to like copy that voice. So, all right. Hello. But that was, hello, how are you? I guess it's every other word. Well, there's like no enunciation there no, at all. No, there's not. But the thing is, I could understand everything he said up to the point where his brain would fail him and then he'd swap to one of the four other languages he knew. Uh, wow. He knew, because Jersey was occupied by the Germans in World War Two, uh-huh. So he knew English and French, obviously, because his heritage. Uh-huh. Uh, then he knew Russian, German and Polish. Wow. Quite the... Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so he's a... So I was fine, and then he'd start saying something. I'm like, I don't even know what language you're in. Yeah. Now. Oh gosh. Oh like, bless him. Like, he taught me a little bit of French when, like, twelve years ago. Uh-huh. Maybe longer. No, probably longer than that. I think I was in year eight. So yeah, thirteen years ago. Oh gosh. Wow. And uh, I needed help with my French homework, and he was down for the week. So, oh, Randa, could sweet. you help yeah. me with my French? 
it was doing so well. Then he said something in German. I just went, French, please, granddad. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's I'm not going to help if he starts speaking no. German when you're trying to teach someone French. But yeah. Yeah, I wish I could speak more than one language. I can sing in different languages, yeah. but I can't like have a conversation in a different I like language. A, well, I, I know a couple of songs in different languages. Like, there's Ochisate. We we mm-hmm. we all know I can do that one. There, there's Vidmung, which I try to learn. Uh huh. Vidmung, bit of German. Yeah, and then there's um, yeah. and then there's a, a bit of Elvis Presley, which is in German. Because there's a heart, which he sings in German because he actually did know German from his time in the army. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah, random yeah. stuff. Now, Mark's been quite quiet this evening. Hey, I'm fine. I'm 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 happy listening to this because, I mean, languages. I've I I can't pick it up. I can kind of get what people mean universal, like with like body language and stuff like that but so I, I worked out in France in the in the middle uh, I didn't speak a word of French and um oh it was gosh. interesting to say the least because all, all the staff were like locals in the area and it's like they wanted to learn more English than I picked up French so uh, but I had to really slow down um what I was saying because I could speak really quick yeah. So I really had to slow it down so they could actually pick up and not to use different words and taught them a lot. But mine used to be I could read the language quite well. Yeah. Uh, so I got along if they ever knew the hand, I would help them out on the side. Um, but I used to have a lot of um, English and a lot of Dutch customers come through because it, it was like a site in the middle that you would stay at if you were going all the way to the south of France. Okay. So it was um, in Loire Valley, which oh, is like nice. famous for like the wine yards. Yeah, and all of that. lovely. Nice. And I got a tour. Tour is beautiful. I I call it like a student town because you've got like a load of students like all that go there. You've yeah. got all these nice little um, sweet shops and everything there. It was quite nice. I'd go mm. there on like um, my day off because I'd like have a day and a half off of my working week when I worked out there, mm-hmm. and. It was really cheap because it was like you would go and pass like 10 stops to get there from where I from where my site and it only cost me like a euro 20 and I was thinking like that's go past 10 stops and then get one back and it's like that's, that's that was cheap bargain it's really funny because I got I got lost I got <laughs> lost like on the wrong coach once and it was like I don't speak French how oh, am right. I going to get back into tour to then get my bus all the way to my site Without telling my team leader I am lost. <laughs> because uh, did I didn't do? tell my team leader that I got lost. Uh, so with the help of some very friendly locals, um, in the best kind of way of saying I need to get back to tour, uh-huh. uh, managed to get myself back with the help where no one spoke a word of English. Got back to tour and went back. But it was quite good because it was like body language telling people where, like, where I need to go mm-hmm. and saying I got on the wrong one here we need to go here, here and here and then wow. they would go, luckily uh, two of them were going to where I was going uh, so they looked after me like really took me under their wing and th- this was when I was only like nine, uh, 19 and it was like yeah it was. I was worried because I thought how am I going to explain to my team leader one I got lost because I, I got on the same bus that I went 
to get the other one. I thought, oh, if I get back yeah. on it, that's going to take me away. No, and then it ended in this other village, and I thought, no. Oh, God, I, that I must be a, night- that's walk, a nightmare. That's in another country, mm. not speaking the language, mm. not knowing where you are. It's the no. not speaking the language. Cause yeah, I, I mean, you're I've so, you're so brave to, like, go there and it. not speak any French. <laughs> no, I, I, I was worried because I, I warned them. I said that I wasn't. My customer service skills were excellent. Yeah. Uh, I took people out on my spare times and I got a load of people up my name. Everyone knew who I was on site. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just walk along, even if they weren't my own clients, because I, um, so when I finished like my shift, I was working with the local animation team, which is like their entertainment lot. Oh, cool. So I used to join in doing like performances on stage. And oh, fantastic. Like all the phone parties, pool parties. Oh, you're the entertainer. Yeah, so, I love yeah. it. So even though I was never paid, it wasn't my actual job. Because I always got involved, everyone knew who I was. Uh-huh. And it's like, you thought, oh, when's your next show? And I thought, I don't know, because I don't plan this. I, I just go with the flow. Um, and I remember being left on stage teaching people to do dances. And I thought, I was only here to like, support oh, for you guys dances. drinking at the bar. Oh. So they got me on stage to do fun. Right, Mark, just you, you don't know any songs. It's improvisation. We need to sort out all the stuff. So there's like six of them. This is me on stage, and I thought I've got everyone looking at me, and I thought it's like walk this way, and then the rest of my team come in the bar, and it's like I've got the whole stage to walk this way, and I've got to come up with a dance routine. So all I did was like walk up and back down the stage with like a strut, and it worked. It well, worked. That's kind of what hey, you Macarena do. Macarena came as on filler. next, and hey, everyone knows. Oh, that, so. Macarena, everyone knows. Everyone knows well, I, I I worked at Haven, so we had to do all the party dances, um, but a lot of the dances are just a lot of. Da 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 da, mm. da 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 walking to the side clapping walking to the side clapping and then you've got the then you've got the main bulk of the dance mm. yeah you've told me you worked at Haven. you were on um, yeah i was a fun Adventures. star yeah, oh yeah so um yeah so i i was uh, i did get to do some character shows mm-hmm. and some character meet and greets which were fun it's really not fun being in the you know the the, the costumes that they have um, they're all kept in this really stuffy, like the backstage area, is to- it's like a cupboard. It's not this big luxurious backstage, mm. it's literally a cupboard. And all the, um, all the costumes are like duvets, like they're really, really thick. Uh, and they don't get washed. And you, you only, you're only allowed to wear like bare minimum, like shorts and a t-shirt underneath. Mm-hmm because you get so hot and you sweat. And so basically, these costumes are always slightly da- damp from the last person's sweat. Yeah. <laughs> They're so hot. And then um, you, you've got to precariously, so the heads that you have, so the eyes, they look like solid from the outside, but from the inside, they're like mesh. Um. So you're looking out, but obviously they're just at the front of the head. Now little children run at you but your eyes are only up you Mm. can't look down you're not you are not allowed to look down because if you look down and the head comes up at the back and you can see the back of your neck and you're not allowed to look up or the chin goes up and you can see the gap under your chin so you you have to no matter what happens you have to keep your head straight Oh, and if you if you need to actually look down, you need to move your entire upper body down, or your entire upper body sense. up. 
And it, it, it is horrifying. So you have like the character meet and greets where they, they walk you round the like entertainment area. Yeah. So you walk yeah. round the bar and the bingo area and the amusement hall and stuff. And um, you have like someone with you to help guide you because you will actually end up walking into a wall if you don't have somebody there. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, and you basically just get these children coming at you from all directions, just running into you and hugging you. And they run at you full pelt and yeah. you don't know they're coming. You, oh. you don't, you're not able to brace. <laughs> mm. You're not ready. And so you're just walking. And uh, there's not much of me. It doesn't take a lot to knock me over. <laughs> And and I am I I was always so afraid that I was going to fall over and the head was going to come off and the children would be scarred for life. Oh, Luckily, God. that didn't happen. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. but yeah, I was I was anxious the elephant and I was Polly Popkins oh, at okay. Haven because you you have certain sizes of costumes that you can wear. So so it'd only be the tall guys. They've got to be Rory the Tiger. Of course, everyone wants yeah. to be Rory the Tiger, but yeah, no, um, no. <sighs> Because um, the Haven, the Haven characters, they had a music tape for all the characters, so that all the characters yeah. had a song. Mm -hmm. And my favourite was the Gorillas song because he was obsessed with his bananas or coconuts. I think bananas, because it's been bananas. so long, and he wore yeah, yeah, he wore tartan, didn't he? Yeah. Why, why can't I can't remember? I can't remember the gorilla really. <laughs> Yeah, Gosh, it's just it, been so long ago. Yeah, no, I well, I went to a haven down in south of France, so the, so I know, so I knew the characters <laughs> anyway. And then I've done the haven down in Exmouth, and my with my niece, and her favourite was anxious. I I just loved Haven when I was younger as a kid. I, I was just obsessed. Well, we'd we'd go to Haven, we'd go to Pontins. We'd oh, go to Butlins, yeah. It was my dream holiday. I just, I loved it. My mum would go, and, and truth was that she was on a budget. It was a budget holiday, but I loved it so much. Going to the kids' clubs, and also back then, they had the talent competition, and the first prize winner of the talent competition won a free holiday for their whole family the next year. So ah. guess who would always have to go and enter the talent competition and win I first place every year? Was it your sister? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so so it was my job to earn the family holiday every single year. Maybe. My mum would be like, right, come on. And, and and if I didn't win the talent competition, then I'd have to go and enter another competition and win that one. Because it was every single winner. I remember one year I had to do the disco dancing competition because I didn't. I didn't actually win the talent competition that year, so I had to do the the disco dancing competition. Somehow I won that one. It was nice. very weird. I'm not a disco dancer. I just. I was just. It was a bit Napoleon Dynamite, you know. Uh, I, I was. I was yeah. a bit mental. I don't know what I did. I kind of just. My mum was like, "Get out there," and she bought me this. She'd gone to a charity shop and she bought me this this leotard with gems on it. She'd be like, you'll look the part in this. And and also I remember I was so excited because she took me to take my ears, she took me to get my ears pierced. And so I got I got my ears pierced and I was like, yeah, I look amazing. I had this leotard on, I was on stage. I cannot remember the song. In fact, I think that they just picked a random song and I had to dance to it. 
And mm. so, yeah, if, if you imagine Napoleon Dynamite just doing crazy stuff, <laughs> that was me. I just went for it. I gave it my everything. And I won first prize. It was nice. a bit mad. My mum thinks it's hilarious because she was like, I can't believe you won that. <laughs> and then there's also the Easter bonnet competition. We had to do that as well. Yeah. We, we had great joys in going to charity shops. And it was always charity shops. We, we mm. were always on a budget. And so we, we'd go to the charity shops and we'd buy like an old straw hat and then mm. we'd we'd make these little we'd make flowers and stick it on and mm. buy a pineapple or something crazy and stick it on there and then we'd go and do the easter bonnet competition it was like a fancy dress literally they had everything i don't know if they still do it now they had uh, a fancy they, dress they, competition they yeah i don't uh, think it's as they don't do as much because they would, they did it when i was in south of france because i remember jackie going in for a couple i think but you know, five or six-year-old me, nah. <laughs> My only talent back then was being able to recite all 151 Pokemon in numerical order, including Aww. the levels everything evolved at, or if it needed... Hey, that's a talent. It's a that talent. is a talent. You you could, talent if they did, like, a mastermind, mm. and your, well, yeah, your topic was Pokemon... Yeah. Pokemon Yellow was my game at six years old. My sister was very into Pokemon. Pokemon Yellow and all that jazz. Still have it. Over there. <laughs> yeah, no, he's very into that. Out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have such fond memories of that. Yeah. It was, it, it's just you know. And then I, I was so desperate to be on stage and be an mm. entertainer at Haven. It was like my dream. Oh, and good, so, like the, 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 yeah, I just, I so wanted to be up there and doing it. And so, um, my summer when I finished school is when I went and did it. And then um, I went to uni after that. Um, but I'm so pleased that I did it for a time. It was, you know, just one season. So it wasn't, I didn't do it for very long. Yeah, but, I get that. Yeah, do, do it in like a season you find out. I think like if, it. yeah, I, I loved it. I did, I, I really loved it. But I just, I thought this this isn't going to be like, I can't do this. This isn't that I could do forever. This is like mm. a fun thing that I do yeah. once. Um, but you've always had then, like music on the mind. Clearly. Oh, always, yeah, yeah. Love, love music. Loved singing from a young age, Did and you yeah. Remember, so I was always on stage singing. Do you remember what was like the first thing that hooked you on music? My well, my mum, my mum sings. Yeah, so my mum's always sing. sung. Yeah, my mum's always sung, and I remember my my dad bought my mum a karaoke machine. When I was really young. Mm. And she had these karaoke tapes. I remember they had like Lady in Red on it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and like Big Spender and stuff like that. Um, and like, so my mum would be singing these songs and I'd be like, oh, that looks really fun. And, and she was singing with the microphone. I was like, oh, that looks really fun. I want to go. And so I'd have a go and I'd pick up the mic and I started singing. I was thinking, Asha, I can do this. This is all right. I'm doing okay. Um, and then I just, I, well, I've always been into music. My mum decided to buy me a record player when I was oh. really young. Before it was hip and trendy. I was like, mm. before the trend. Back then it was a bit sad. <laughs> and again, you know, we, we go to boot fairs and charity shops and buy just records that people were getting rid of. And it didn't matter what they were. I'd just look at the cover and be like, yeah, there's a person in a hat. I'll get it. Yeah. Or just there's... Oh look, that's got a pretty cover. I'll buy that. That's pretty much how I yeah. records. And so, um, because I didn't know the names of any singers or anything back then, 
but I would I would love sort of putting the record on and setting the right speed and picking up a needle and putting it on the record. And I was so young, you know, and I was I was loving the whole sort of yeah, you know whole, process. Whole mm. yeah, I didn't yeah. care. If, I didn't look after my records very well. I was only young. Like people now are all like, oh, you need the dust cover and the yeah. plastic cover and all this. Like nah. To be yeah. fair though, my records were all fine. Like they all played fine, and they, they didn't. You know, I'd throw them around. I wouldn't put them in the cover. They'd all be yeah. gathering dust. <laughs> So I think they're, they're more indestructible that. than you think they are. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also know process because Paul had an old record player. Uh huh. So he'd occasionally let me put the the vinyl on, but it's yeah. not like he put it on. It was it was mostly Sinatra or Gershwin from Paul. I uh, I just I love that kind of you know, that little popping noise. Yeah. Before before it comes in, yeah. like when it's an old record, like it's the mm. dust, isn't it? It's the dust on the record. But I love that noise. It's the like first, the first melody kicks in. <laughs> it's really. Not, I've I've got a record player here, but I haven't set it up. But I've got like one record. I think I got rid of all my records because it wasn't cool back then. I know it's so sad. I've, yeah, because now because now it's the thing. Everyone's it's, now everyone's doing it now. I've got one. It's, it's right there. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got I've got a little like briefcase uh, record oh, player that my mum got me, cool. but it's still I haven't used it. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, it, I think that's some of the downsides of modern technology because actually it was so nice to mm. have like a physical copy of something. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm I'm that old that I would go to the shop and I would buy like one tape of a single. No and um i know and and i'd i'd, I'd buy I'd, I'd so look forward to going out buying a new cd like yes oh my gosh that was so exciting it was i i remember having just enough but sometimes i'd only have enough pocket money to buy a tape and that was still super exciting hmm. like but i remember it was always the weekend that i would go and stay at my dad's and he would give me a little bit of pocket money and i would go to woolworth's i think <sighs> <laughs> so best shop yeah. best shop in the world and like you'd browse you'd browse the tapes and you'd browse the cds um and i i just like i, I remember buying um oh let's see this is this is my age again i remember buying justin tim blake's cd and and christina aguilera's cd and and i would get the book and i would i would literally i'd, I'd put it on and i would listen from beginning to end, all the tracks in order, mm. reading the book, cover to cover, reading all the lyrics. And then I would just obsessively listen to that CD over and over again on my CD Walkman in the mm. car. Yes, the Walkman. Oh, yeah, the Walkman. Oh, I always them. skip. Yeah. I always love that. I've always had like tog coats and they give you like massive pockets in men's tog coats. Mm -hmm. So I could fit my Walkman with these in my pocket. Oh, nice. See, that was so always the pain, just... is that so I, I never had school. something to put the Walkman in. Yeah, I could walk to school with my Walkman in my pocket. Like, people were getting iPods. And I'm like, uh -huh. nah, Walkman. All right, what, yeah. have, all right, what have you got today? Today I have the only Elvis Presley album you ever need. And I goes, which is a lie, because I don't need 16 songs on this. I still need the other 120. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing but i think it because you you become you be, really cherish that music mm. you really cherish that cd I, like, I, I really cherished them and i really and i listened to them like there have been, been very few times since where i have 
bought an album and experienced it in the same way that I did when I was a teenager. <laughs> and I do reminisce and I think back to how much I relished CDs back then. Yeah. And I, re I really loved them. And I, I really, really listened all the time. And I would just sit at home and just listen to a CD. I don't do that anymore. That's so sad. I, I think know. it's so sad that I'm, my brain has to be so distracted with stuff. I, I either have to be reading something or or it, it, scrolling through some news app or yeah. put something on Netflix. I, I can't just stick a CD on and just listen to it and enjoy it. Yeah. It's so I've, sad. I've gotten to the point where I can now play Minecraft. If I just fill my inventory with torches and grab my pickaxe, put a CD on and I can just mindlessly mine... Because to me, my brain's being productive because that's preparing for a Minecraft mm. stream. So that's me. Mm. Oh, well, there, there you go. Yes, yeah, see, see I feel I can, guilty as well to I sit and do nothing. I just listen to that CD. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you feel like you're occupied. You're yeah. doing something. Like I think that's part of it as well, isn't it? It mm. is that ability and to like, sit well, I've and I've been just... so used to being busy all the time. Mm. It's just like... It's like normally sitting down and just having such a casual conversation and doing nothing else but having a casual conversation, sometimes that would annoy me. But podcasting, it, yeah, it's productive. It. Yeah. It's productive. Yeah. It's productive. It, it's not really productive because all we're doing is sitting down <laughs> having a really nice conversation. Mm. But I know that I'll have to edit it and I'm just mm -hmm. like, that's fine because I know it's technically working, but it's not. It's enjoying myself doing something casual it's much better than yes writing. project project or hobby i think i wouldn't i guess it's project hobby i guess it's a hobby it's not yeah. like i don't it's not a project because projects i think is you do it it's done you don't have to worry about it for like five years like yeah, painting yeah, yeah. the house is a project yes it's something where you're like i'm looking forward to getting that out of the way yeah mm. but a hobby is something you you continuously work on because you love it yeah. Oh, I hope you'd love it. Because oh, if yeah. you work through the day and sleep yeah. through the night, you better do what you love or something ain't right. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder where I got that from. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really bad plug of the song I just wrote. <laughs> it's a great song. Are you going to play any of your songs on the podcast, Chris? Um, I never thought about that. That's actually a really good idea. Good. I've yeah. gone away with not doing that so far. I'm sure uh, your listeners would be interested to hear. If, I'm I, sure they've heard about your songwriting and yeah, your singing. We, we, we plug mm. in. Um, there's a way you can listen to my original songs while streaming because you can just uh, click a reward for watching me long enough and you can just go, Chris, sing us this song. Oh, that's um, nice. Yes. Yeah, so I remember, yeah, and we've got sing along as well. So yeah, we've got sing mode as if well. it activates, there's one where we have to sing everything we're doing. We can't five talk, minutes, five but minutes, we have to sing everything we we're doing. Everything oh my gosh, that sounds so much fun. And I like that. If I've got someone on the thing with me, I make them join in. Usually, everyone, <laughs> not just me. No, I love that. That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, music has been like a low-key part of my life till i was like 21 like got my first elvis cd at six elvis is what fit, made me fall in love with music mm -hmm. stuck on you which i should probably do a cover of at some point that was my first elvis song that was just like hang on 
who is this guy? It's like the first time I paid attention to music. Yeah. And I got hooked on Elvis. Then it was in my favourite Disney movie, Lilo and Stitch. Uh, oh, yeah. why it yes. became my favourite Disney movie. So, so yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you actually. So, was it a CD that you just had lying around? Was it one that you purposefully bought? Was it gifted? How um, did you get into this this one CD, this Elvis um, CD? It was actually uh, the song I heard stuck on you was randomly played on Radio Two. It was on uh-huh. Steve Wright's Sunday Love Songs. Paul nice. and I were going into town because we needed some bits for dinner because he forgot to get them the day before and uh, and we just sat in the car and he turned it on and, and Steve Roy went okay we've got Elvis Presley stuck on you and this song played and it was the first time I actually listened I went Paul I like this song I would like to listen to it again he went well we don't have any Elvis at home and back at the time there was a CD shop in Deal so we, we went oh, that. to the CD yeah. shop and we looked through, and we looked for all the Elvis CDs, and there was this one, it's a gold case, it's called Elvis Number Ones, and it's got 31 Elvis songs, and number 14 is Stuck On You. Oh, it's wow. It's currently in my CD player, as my go-to Oh, that's CD. so lovely. And, that's a nice story. And mm. I listen to that song, I listen to that CD every morning. It's an hour and a half long. See, that's a cherished CD. Um, that's a, and, and, and I think we need to cherish our music more, just yeah, like that. Yeah. And by the time I was... So I got that at six. By the time I was eight, I was singing along to every track for my eyes shut. I know. Oh, wow. That's so, so sweet. That's why when you see me sing Love Me Tender, mm-hmm. I know it so well. Yeah. Because that was track four. I love uh-huh. how you even know the track numbers. Yeah. I knew all the tracks in order and the... Like, 60 wow. is Are You Lonesome Tonight, which is what we did on Friday. Yeah. I, I love that song. Not the laughing yeah. version, that's on a different CD I've got. <laughs> but still, but but then through my teenage years, yeah, I wrote a couple of, like, rough love songs, which are, mm-hmm. like, How I Feel, which is one I did a couple months back. And, you know, teenage years, I listened to music, it's when I... Late teens, I started listening to Buble, but didn't have like a lot of confidence in myself. I liked to sing, but I'd only yeah. sing on my own. Didn't yeah, uh, yeah. I'm saying get you on that. And then, but I'd always do like a carols thing with my oh, parents yeah. with the lodge, and then like Christmas carols. Yeah, Christmas carols, and then nice. at the end of one of them, just over about five and a half years ago, an old fellow said to me, "You should do something," and then. Two months later, I was your problem. Yay! <laughs> so, it's, so it's thanks to that. It's thanks to that old gentleman that we know each other because I then asked James, and uh-huh. then he. Yeah, and then here we are. Here we are, and five years later, all, all, you know, it. all the songs under your belt now, all the performances, yeah. all the confidence that you've built, and yeah, yeah. isn't it fantastic? Yeah. But it all stemmed because I originally listened to that one Elvis song. Oh wow, that's such a that's, nice story. That's, that's quite a good story, actually. Yeah, it's it's always and it's always something you remember if it's definitely something you yeah. cherish as I'll well. I never forget "Stuck on You." That's so sweet. Which is now I listen to the lyrics. It's just like, mate, you're a bit clingy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, but I can get a bit stuck on people sometimes. So, 
Yeah, that's related. Yeah, I, I think actually it's, it's quite funny because a lot of the love songs can actually be quite a, sort of toxic in yeah. some ways. Yeah. Like, Un- unhealthy. Yeah, it's like when I try and write them, I'm just like, no, that that comes off as a bit weird. I don't. That's not what I'm trying to say here. Like, no. Then again, weird is what you is what you'll remember. It's like with some ads, you always remember the weird ones. You never mm-hmm. remember the normal like ones. Like the Sonic yeah. ad where they dropped uh, a crate full of bouncy balls down the roads of Chicago. It was CGI. <laughs> That's random. But 2008 Panasonic TV ad. Yeah. I yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I recall that one now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I watched the greatest down. ads of the decade in 2010 <laughs> and. Because I really liked watching ads, for some reason, because they were so weird. I I love watching the Christmas adverts. Mm. That's one thing to get. It's always, it's always nice when you can get excited about Christmas, isn't it? Mm. Oh, I tell you, it was always the Coca Cola ad when it came to Christmas time. I'm always like seeing because it's some, it, was some time, it was always it was like the same one. November. Mm-hmm. Mm. Although I'm going to be having Christmas in July this year. Ah. Because obviously I didn't have Christmas last year. No. Oh, so you're gonna have a, a lot of people didn't bash. have Christmas. Yeah, because I my birthday's in July as well. Yes. So we're gonna have like a birthday Christmas. Birthday Christmas. slash Australian Christmas. Oh yeah. That's not bad. We're gonna it's do. In the summer. Yeah, we're gonna have a barbecue and have a Christmas tree. It's gonna be amazing. Somehow so, not surprised. I'm excited. Oh, I've got oh. dark again. I got to admit, it, it is it is good celebrating that time because we we did that in um in Eurocamp. That's where I, I used to work, and it's we called it Courier Christmas, and we did it. We all we did it in July. Like literally, we would get hats. We would do an actual roast as like a team, and then we would find a day that we would all like finishing the shifts. So or if one was doing nights, uh, I think it was myself or something, we'd meet up. Have, have a nice meal, all wearing Christmas hats, take pictures, play games. Oh, I love that. And yeah, yeah, we did, we did that in July and it, it didn't make sense to me at first, but it, it was quite good and we called it Courier uh, Christmas. I like that. I um, think, like, you know, I'm especially, I think a lot of people should do it this year. Like a lot of people should do like a, a summer Christmas because mm. I think a lot of people didn't get to enjoy Christmas together no, with was... family. And I've I actually I've seen some friends do like Christmas celebrations when when restrictions were initially lifted. They went to mm. their parents' gardens and stuff, mm. um, and did Christmas there. But mm. yeah, I think it's just we, it's nice, nice yeah, to yeah, have to wait yeah, a little bit longer so we can actually on, go inside. We did our lads one on Discord, didn't we? Like oh, I, Discord, I, I was the driver. Christmas. I I went to everyone's house, picked up the presents and distributed. That's yep. so sweet. But like, um, Max and Mark came to mine and dropped off theirs. Mm-hmm. So I would then drive to Scott's, drop the presents off to Scott, and he would give me um, Mark and Max's and mine. Then I would drive to Mark's, drive to Max's, drive home. And then a few hours later, we would do the actual thing. But yeah. yeah, it was it nice. Was when Dover, Dover was really bad on the ferries, and I got stuck at Whitfield for like an hour. Oh, no. oh, I remember. Um, oh, yeah. yes, that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, that luckily so I had a terrible. KFC in the car because I needed dinner, so I swung by KFC and I went right to Mark's and I went, I'm stuck here. But at least I had dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my 
my word. I was, I was very bad. lucky because I just missed that build-up of traffic. Oh, yay. Because I, cause I live kind of near Dover Way. Mm. Um, but I, I kind of saw traffic building up um, because I'd seen my sister. And I was thinking, hmm, this doesn't look good. And so I just sort of last minute thought, I think I'll go home via the back planet, maybe. And and actually, Thanet did eventually get very bad because then they diverted everyone to um, yeah. Manston. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at this point, it was all right. Um, so I managed to make it home without getting stuck in in traffic. But I was very lucky. I think. Yeah, yeah I was just saying because yeah, yeah. It, it was so bad because I, I I was seeing like the reports of the vessels crew couldn't turn you up the next day, didn't you? I think I was lucky because I think I. That week off. Oh, that's okay. No. No, yeah, you I went were, in after. You were off, then you you were back the week after just to be off because you got COVID. Yes. You got yes. COVID. Briefly. I had a test result come back, and I came up out twenty people as the only positive ones, <gasps> and I didn't have any symptoms. But I did have to isolate, so I had to call uh, my work. We've got a healthline because obviously I have to be taken off of being sick and then follow the protocols of that. But it really annoyed me because I was the only one out of 20 people to get it. And what was bad is I might have had to take the whole crew with me because Mm. depending on... It was the early days where it was unknown. Yeah. And it could have been like... I always wear the mask, so yeah. Um, but if there was anyone that was so close with me for longer than like a certain amount of time, if they didn't have a mask on, they were almost going to get sent back with me. So I think I had like so many calls of different people. I think trying to be like, who was around you? Who was this? Who's going to get sent back? Yeah, I almost because sent the back. track and trace people would be calling you constantly because that's what my friend had. She said when she tested positive, track and trace are always calling you until you're mm. released from isolation. And then don't they give you a call and say, you're released from isolation now? Luckily for me, because my workplace had one and I was making the phone calls to them, mm-hmm. luckily I wasn't getting too many calls off them because oh, the work good. side handled it. Yeah. Because I would then, it was like um, three days later, I would need to call them mm-hmm. uh, to see if I had any symptoms built. Cause then that depended. If I developed symptoms in the three days, then I would have had to have locked down further. But mm-hmm. after a while, they, then I caught, they wanted me to call back a week. And then it was like, and I was on leave one week anyway. So I did say, I don't return to work for another couple of weeks. Um, and I, but we, I stayed in for the whole duration um, and who I was staying with, I had to call them and be like, if you need anything, buy it now <laughs> because oh, we're going to yeah. be stuck. Because it's everyone in the house that I'd be staying with would have to go under lockdown as well. Of course. So I had to then call that my, and I had, and I think um, crewmate saw me one day when I was like doing all his phone calls, my face, because I'm usually always the happy go lucky guy. Mm. My face was so serious. And it was like, are you okay? And I'd be like, I felt, and I felt so guilty. And um, I remember my crew got locked in there, like locked in an area to do their next test, but they couldn't leave it until the doctor came on doing their test. I felt so guilty because obviously I was going back but home. It's not like you did it on purpose. <laughs> no, but because because I was worried that I was sending back the whole crew. Yeah. Um, the guilt just went through me because I thought 
there's no way we can we can sail because if I send the whole crew back, we don't have backups as such because it's everyone else has been put on lockdown due to the COVID. It's like you can't just expect to call up like 20 people to come down and then start sailing. And it's like, oh no, <laughs> what have yeah. I caused? I had the most calls from management ever of like so many <laughs> different clubs. And I was thinking like my phone rung more times than anything. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting back. I'm fine. And then I had to get a police escort out of the port because obviously I usually walk through there when I go to work. Yeah. So I managed to get someone to pick me up and take me. So I had a nice police escort of like a, of a car come down in there. Oh my god! VIP access, like uh, so that, that that was fun <laughs> and it was quite interesting seeing like uh, all of that and yeah. <gasps> It, it was an interesting experience and then I had a lot of free time on my hands because obviously yes. I wasn't working so uh, it was coming up with new ideas having hobbies and I guess yeah. basically staying, uh, staying locked in so I had to be creative with my uh, my time and luckily that's what uh, people have been doing yeah but luckily now I mean from the government I now do tests at, uh, well I do like eight tests in a month now to see if I've got COVID not because of when I got it, just just the new <laughs> the new system. But, yeah, um, I do two two a week. Yeah, two yeah, that's exactly what I do. And then let the NHS know. Mm-hmm. If I don't let them know, I get fined. Do you actually get fined? Potentially, because we're oh. I think because I work and it's like bringing in like the freight things. If I think that if I oh, I'm sure if I miss one day, I might not be penalised. But I think if I don't do it. Oh, yeah. it's not recorded. I can potentially be fined for it, and I thought, yeah. that's not what I want. Nah, that's not what I want. But it's nah. but I've got so used to doing the test now of like these swab things. It's yeah. Do you second, have to do the lateral second... flow, or are they? Do you have to go to a centre to have it done? I I've got a test kit of like twelve that I have. Yeah, same. But... I was really yeah. excited to do the first one. Oh, it's like, I... oh, it's like a chemistry experiment. Mm. Do the little pipette on the little things. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And how much solution do you use to like do it? And and it was quite interesting seeing like the little tracker go along and be like, "Are you clear or not?" And I thought, well, "That's I the know, first line. Yeah. Just, just give it ten minutes." And then you've got to wait but, half an hour, haven't you? And you can't eat or drink before you do I know, it. No, that's the annoying thing because I was going to do the first one after dinner, and then I was then I read the instructions and it said you can't eat or drink half hour before. So. Yeah. I, I got confused when I first did mine because I, I got given stickers with like codes on and I and I put it into the NHS website and it's like, Are you sure you got the right test? And I looked at the thing and it was like it was the actual little dish that you put on. So I've got these other barcodes that I don't know what I've got for. So I'm old. Yeah, I've got like stickers. I think it's like for if you were in a test centre, you'd put oh. it on one beaker and the other. because uh, 'cause I've got paperwork that I have to record all my stuff stickers. on. Uh, and I think those stickers are not important because I never use it when I go onto the site. Uh-huh. What I did do while I registered a kit, but it never wanted if I was negative or positive, so I didn't do it the second time. I might, I'm going to go into work and be like, "Have I done this right?" But as long as <laughs> as long as I've got a uh, text message on the saying you've done it negative, that's yeah, uh, then you're fine. Well, yeah, yeah. clear. You're good. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking if I get this. I'm not going to work. They're going to think this. Like, what has he been doing on this week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but no, that that, that was a fun week time. off. I'm I'm blaming I'm blaming uh, Rhiannon just for giggles. Oh god, I'm just gonna blame your sister. Oh, I tell you what, it was no so weird. Just... She, she she was like called, like 
calling me seeing how I was doing when I when I had it and I thought yeah no it's fine I just don't know what to do with the uh, don't know what to do about the situation <laughs> but it's brilliant that you you didn't feel like unwell when you had no, it I was, like you were just... I was surprised was very unwell but it wasn't from covid no because I, I had something else because it was around like the winter time so I think I picked something else up so unless that triggered it but the symptoms weren't related to the covid at the time because oh, obviously you had to, it was uh, the final stage. Like if you had like headaches for long durations, uh, always coughing, mm-hmm. always that. And it was like mine didn't come up with that. Mine just came up where yeah, I felt groggy, but I wasn't sick sick. And so unless that had something that triggered it, because you never know with the test what it uh, picked up. Was it fatigue though? Not sure it's fatigue. Cause I think it's when I returned back to work after being off for a duration. Because I was off for two months to do some medical stuff because obviously as a seafarer we do a medical and during the time of covid i i got stressed a lot both work and home mm-hmm. uh, so i must have eaten way more than i thought gained a bit too much weight and i failed like one of the tests that we did so i was off uh as sick basically to like try and lose some weight and then go back in and get reallocated um and then i got an interesting room with that because obviously uh, I lost two stone in two months because uh, I was very wow. strict with what I did. Um, That's insane. Yeah, I, I, I really went for it because I was trying to return to work. Yeah. I, I, so I found out, like, literally, as least if I lost some weight, I could have gone back earlier. But I thought I had to set myself a goal. Uh, so, yeah, went back to work. Um, I think I did one week. And then it was like the next week I did is when I got the COVID thing. So I only really was back at work for one week. And then I did the first day and then the test yeah, result came in. Weeks. Oh, gosh. So, so I, I was like fully rested. So it, yeah. it was weird because, as I said, it, it, it wasn't like fatigue as such. Um, yeah, you, but that's the thing with COVID. This is what happened to my friend. Mm. Is they, they, had, they had COVID and then extreme fatigue, like extreme tiredness. Mm-hmm no energy completely drained that might have but... expended one week maybe so maybe mm. maybe i did have it and i will not show maybe because it's, it's post viral it's post viral syndrome isn't it when you get very mm. fatigued it's like it's like chronic fatigue syndrome can be um post viral but yeah but um when i went out to work everyone thought because there was someone else that i think like lost weight everyone thought i got covid and somehow lost like two stone because covid and they called it oh my did you do like the covid like diet i thought no that's that's bull i i came back way before that well it's it's not like covid stops you from eating no but i think it's um, gastro actually it can yeah i think it's like where they thought like where you couldn't taste and that you wouldn't you wouldn't eat as much and well, stuff. Well, actually, so they, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. They associated it with that, and they said, "Mike, you lost so much." Was that because COVID? No, I was back to work before that. <laughs> but no, but it's it's like with C medicals, they're quite helpful because that's how I found out that I needed glasses. Because um, obviously, we do oh. like an eye test and that. And it was only like this year that I really got glasses because it came up again. Oh, but no, um, that was it was an interesting time uh, finding out that I had that and like almost sending back everyone back. And then mm. I was so glad that I was off to leave the next week because I felt so guilty. But went back and it was like, yeah, we felt for you. We felt so bad that you, because uh, they all knew that I felt so guilty. And I just kept radio silence for like the oh, whole time. Oh, bless. But it's really, it really wasn't your mm. fault, you know. No. He's good at that's, that's what they all said. And I, yeah. But it's, it's just the guilt of almost sending back a whole crew. Yeah. 
You're lucky though, because you didn't have to. Yeah. Mm. Oh god, yeah. And I did. I, I already felt like that. So they yeah. shouldn't be that worried about it. I mean, I'm not. I'm their number one person for doing odd jobs now. So. <laughs> if you like our content, please consider supporting us on Ko-fi. But I've just noticed we've been at this for two hours. Yeah, it's gone nine. Doesn't o'clock. feel like that. It's gone <laughs> no, this this is now the longest episode, and I'm living for it. <laughs> a load of fun. But see, normally we'd have Mark's question corner. Where he'd ask us some questions, and I'm pretty sure he's got one. So if it's quick, you're allowed it. I've got many. I've got many. Right. So one one question would be because we are almost going out of um, uh, lockdown soon. Like everyone can meet and things. Yeah. What advice would you give for someone starting like dating? So like, um, what would you recommend? Because now everything's changed. It's not uh-huh. as normal. Like people used to be close when they used to do it. But now they're not. So what would you give advice as a date for now? I'm going to answer first very quickly because oh, okay. with no dating experience, I don't have any advice to give. I've never had a date. Oh, you've never for... had a date, Chris? Not, not a single one. Oh. So... Well, I, I think obviously coming out of a pandemic is pretty stressful dating mm-hmm. right now and meeting people. But the joys of being online, I think actually... A lot of people are going to be very open to video mm. dates. It's okay. a good way to gauge somebody and to mm-hmm. see what they're like. So if you've got an opportunity, see if you can have a little video date. If, if this is someone that you've never met before, mm. then Zoom dates are actually pretty good. Um, mm. And then, you know, I, I think going going for a walk is quite nice. I think, obviously what we used to do before is go have a drink in a pub or do something like that um but i i think being able to go for a walk and actually have a conversation with somebody without alcohol or Mm. you know just sitting in a park or enjoying some nice weather um but really it's it's um it's what you're comfortable with and Mm. there's no really right answer it's got to you you've got to know what what you you are happy with and so mm. i think just and and if someone's suggesting something and you don't feel ready for that right now because i think still people are nervous like it's mm. restrictions mm. are lifting but i think people are still going to be nervous about mixing um and so obviously there's two people dating mm. but maybe one person will be slightly more nervous than the other. So I think it's just really important to be transparent about your feelings and what you're comfortable doing. And if they're right, then they will understand and they should be happy to do um, what, what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, to, to be honest, I, I didn't think of doing, like, I thought about the walks, but yeah, no, I was going to say walks, but I didn't think about a Zoom one, actually. That's yeah. quite a an interesting yeah. thought. I, I honestly didn't think of that because obviously, yeah, you can talk over it, but... No, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, video calls to make sure it's all legit. Video mm. calls are good because you can see that they are who they say they are. Mm. Um, you can get a feel for their personality. You can get a feel for if you, you have conversation. Mm. Um, you can also just see if, you know, if, you know, it's a bit shallow, but if you do find them attractive, obviously, video is not totally, re- you know, real life. They're not, mm. you know, it's slightly different when you see someone in person, but you can you can get kind of that initial feel. Mm. Um, 
rather than having to make the effort to go somewhere it's quite nice just do it from home still get dressed up and you know still approach it like you're still going out and meeting them so still you know put on your best get up and you know have a nice shower and make sure you're smelling nice so I, guess, and... I guess mine would be like the old viking outfit because you never see it when someone wears the old viking stuff so i've, I've yeah, got that's that the winner. So it gives yeah, you yeah. an idea i might do that for one of the, for a day <laughs> at some point the only thing in, I've got in my background is a very alcoholics globe, a baseball bat, and a pool cue. Brilliant, <laughs> perfect. I've got my piano, so oh. I think I win. Yeah, <laughs> my piano's in the bedroom, so. <laughs> but no, that, that's that. That was um, some good advice. So cheers for that. That was uh, yeah. That's not the result I was expecting. Oh, that was really? Probably the most. Oh. That, that was good because um, it, it was really good advice, and it's opened up new ways and yeah i mean that's the best thing my questions are like unanswered answers that are unique Mm -hmm. i think it's because the last people we asked it was max and scott and no offense and that they're not exactly the 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 pros of the dating pool no well i've I've had some zoom dates i've had zoom dates they've been they've been great been wonderful like when we're in the height of the pandemic Mm -hmm. like right at the beginning um i did you know this you you have a glass of wine and you you get your phone set up Steaming. if you've got a tripod then that's great yeah. and you have you have your glass of wine and you've and you get dressed up and it's lovely it's actually very nice and you can have a conversation and yeah it's good uh, I think it takes a bit of the pressure off because you're not having to worry about going anywhere you know you can or, still be in your safe back. zone. Yeah, you're still in your safe. You're, you're safe. You know, you don't have to worry about. And actually, again, you know, as we said, if you see them on the video, then you can get a scope as to mm. are they mm. who they say they are. They're making sure they're not catfishing you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's... And they can make sure that you're not catf- catfishing them. <laughs> so and yeah. You don't have to worry about it getting a bit too drunk and too weird too quick because you're like, oh no, this is going a bit weird. And... Yeah. If if you're not feeling it, then you can make an excuse, and mm-hmm. or you can just cut it and say oh sorry my internet cut out or something yeah exactly yeah that, that, that's a good result yeah. and that is a yeah. common problem with some things yeah and so i i think because that's definitely been something that has happened over this past year i know there's been a lot of zoom dates happening oh. um so it's something that should probably continue i think it's a mm. good way you know video calling people it sounds terrifying actually it's all right i think i i was never a big video caller before this year Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, we're doing it all the time. I was teaching on video call. You know, it, it's something that I think has just become the norm. Hmm. Oh, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's a good insight, and it's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that before I put my down. I was saying never a date, but that's that's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to know for whenever it does eventually happen. Yeah. Look, you. Th- th- if you if you go on to I mean there's plenty of these apps. Nothing wrong with using an app. What have you got? You've got Bumble is a good one. Mm. Plenty of fish. Not got the best Tinder. Yeah, Tinder's an interesting one. But you know, it, it's it's a way to meet people. At mm. a time when you can't go out and meet people mm. in a more natural way. And hey, also I think people are very embarrassed about saying that they meet on a dating app. But at this time, it's very excusable. Well, we're in a pandemic. Mm. How else am I going to meet somebody? So don't be embarrassed. I think, you know, make a profile, set it up, and, um, yeah, 
and and then if 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 you're interested in somebody mm. then you can suggest i don't suppose you would fancy having a date if you like maybe we could do a zoom date or a video call or a whatsapp video call if you like just see just see how we find it it doesn't necessarily have to be a long conversation you could even just say oh maybe we could just have a video call for like half an hour and then it might just go on for a little bit longer than that just so then you're not putting yourself under too much pressure mm. Mm. i was fine i always find it difficult with dating apps because a lot of people don't put like a bio in Whereas you don't like, want to go for someone who doesn't have a bio, number exactly. one. And I'm also one of them people that I don't find. I generally don't find people attractive until I know them. Mm-hmm. I don't really yeah. have any physical attraction to people. Well, that's okay, and, like, and that's really normal. So I'm well, just... that's important. I think that's actually a better way to be. You don't want to be shallow. Yeah. Um, I think you can. Probably, you see someone that you think they look kind or yeah. they look happy. Or, mm. you know, if someone looks a bit full of themselves in a photo, then yeah. you're not really going to be interested. Yeah. If I'd someone's smiling... body language. Yeah, if someone's smiling in their pictures and looking friendly and kind, then that's the important thing. You don't want to go for the poser. There's going to be plenty of catfishes on there, which is why you don't want to go for someone who doesn't have a bio. Because often people that don't have a bio really aren't interested in putting in the time. So they're not interested in anything seriously committed. Um, and they're probably a catfish as well. So you want to look for somebody who's made the effort to write a bio. It doesn't even have to be long, but it should be something. And it should give you enough information so that you think, hmm, does this sound like somebody that I could speak to? So I think, you know, just just give it a go. Give it a try. It, I know it's scary, but it's... You just got to start somewhere. It's like those high notes. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Like a green damn tree. (laughs) A green tree. One of our exercises that you hate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I I would recommend anyone that's on the fence Mm. and not sure. There's nothing wrong with even setting up a profile and keeping it on private. So not even having it public. But Mm. just to go through the process of actually just doing it thinking about what you're going to put in your bio. Um, you can even just put it to one side. You can just keep the app there. Just just take it one step at a time. And then you do, it's not like you should have the app and then, right, I've got to be with someone straight away. Mm. It's not like you should be obsessively on it all the time, being like, right, I've got to meet the one today. My The one is going to be on there today. <laughs> They're not. They're not. you just got to, you know, if you feel like you want to look at the app, then do. If it mm. makes you feel stressed, and you'd rather not, then don't do it. And then mm. if you're if you're looking and you don't see anyone you like, don't force it and be like, oh, oh, I didn't like anyone. Maybe I should go back and like that person. Just don't force it. It'll mm. it'll be right. If it's right, it'll be right. Just give it time. Yeah. So, solid advice. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, right. It's always good to uh, <laughs> get get someone else's like opinion on the matter because it, mm-hmm. it's one thing that's not exactly talked about. I mean, like you see people do articles about it, but. It's not a thing that people talk about. And as you said, it's like on online with like the apps thing. Most people, it, they're ashamed of it, even though there's no need yeah. to be because it used to be to meet people in the bars and that was yeah, the common yeah, yeah. ground. But not yeah. everyone goes to bars nowadays. And 
Well, I know, no one just, really goes there. <laughs> well, no one does now, but um, uh, it's it, it's just it's not sometimes not that easy to meet people. And you know, I've I've had ex boyfriends who I met on a dating app, and actually, I'm not I'm not embarrassed about saying that, but yeah. but they've been embarrassed. Yeah. I remember um, one of my exes that I was with, he he came to one of my gigs and his family came and um, and his uncle was there and he introduced me to his uncle and, um, and his uncle said, oh, how did you two meet? I said, oh, well, we met. And he he interrupted me and said, oh, yeah, we met at the train station. Yeah, yeah, we met. The, I was just at the train station. She was just there. I was like, no, we didn't. <laughs> mm. Like, there's no need to be embarrassed. Like, it's totally fine. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never been ashamed yeah. Shame before, but yeah, no. It's, it's but I think I think a lot of people, a lot of people are. But mm. I think the stigmas, this we're gradually lessening the stigma of it, mm. because I think we're realizing that actually it's not sleazy. I mean, it can be, and you got to mm. be careful. But it, it's not desperate either. I think it's no. got this label as being like desperate or like sleazy and weird. And it's well, not. It's fine. No, it's not. Normal people are on there. Mm. In fact, it's mostly normal people. <laughs> I, think, I think most single people are on there. So just, yeah, don't worry. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> You're the question master. Oh, you want me to continue? I thought it was just going to stick as the ones. But no, I mean, I'll go, I'll go on. Um, <laughs> so other than that, what um I guess it's it, you can answer it as many, but I guess I know we've talked about it kind of, but why did you go for the career or the job that you are in at the moment? Yeah, why teaching? So that's that's what it's it's open ended. Um, you can have it as any of your previous jobs if you want to. If you don't want to say anything, do feel welcome. Um, I can start with myself and explain for myself. So I've always worked with people and teamwork. Uh-huh. Uh So that's why I've always gone for like seafarers because I'm still. <laughs> working with people but I also see a ton um I'm not the most social like I do like my own time as well I mean mm-hmm. I am a gamer so I I do spend my time but I do like being social so that's my yeah. aspect I've always want to be out of an office as such so that's yes. mine so if that makes this question easier I'll leave well, it to you guys okay should I go first yeah go for it <laughs> so I I never thought I'd be a teacher yeah. never um it kind i kind of fell into the job okay so i was doing a music degree well obviously i loved music music was my thing i knew whatever i did it was going to be music related mm-hmm. didn't know what i just i didn't care it just had to be with music somehow um so um i did my music degree and I just so happened to be working at the pub I we were speaking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So the pub that I worked at was was the, like the student pub, but it was outside the uni grounds and it was actually open to locals and other people, but all the music, well, it's kind of the music students pub. It wasn't the student union, but like the music students like took it over because it's like this cool pub. It was mm-hmm. small and uh, had a great atmosphere and we would all just pile in there and after choir practice and just sing in four-part harmony. It was kind of amazing. Um, so I was working there one shift and um, this man is a regular, he comes in and he orders his regular vodka and coke. 
and having a chat having a chat with him and um I was gonna graduate so I was finished basically and I was graduating and I'd been accepted to do my master's degree so that was really exciting and so he was having a conversation with me and asking about what I was doing and I said and I said I'm a singer and he said oh well do you know what um our singing teacher is leaving at the music school so oh okay yeah yeah um and uh and I said oh okay he said have you ever thought about about doing um singing teaching I said oh well I've done like I've helped friends like Mm. a little bit I've done a bit here and there and not really thought about doing it like seriously so I'll have a think about it if you like I'm in for an interview Mm. so um my friend Sam also um knew about the job and and he was going to go for it too. And so we were both chatting to each other and, and we were a bit, both of us were kind of new to it. But he, he'd been doing a little bit more than me and sort of running choirs and stuff. Mm. And he was he was older than me as well. So he, he had already done and graduated from his master's degree. Mm. Um, and so we both had our interview. Um, and basically we both got the job. But yeah. because he was already kind of busy doing other things i got the main bulk of all mm-hmm. the weekday work and he got the weekend oh, nice. um and so i was thrown in to doing i was doing my master's degree and i started teaching at exactly the same time wow, um, <laughs> and i had a full diary so I mm-hmm. took over this entire diary and I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember the stress and panic I felt <laughs> on the first day, just thinking, oh my gosh, can I do this? I'd, I'd been in the week previously and I'd watched all the lessons. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew what was going on and how the lessons were run and how they should work. But I did feel a little bit like a fish out of water. Like, obviously, I know I know what I'm doing, but it was so terrifying. Like, I was so scared. It was so scary. I, I get that, yeah. And, and I, I, I had to put on a bit of an act. Like, I was really, I was just performing. I was acting. Mm-hmm. I was pretending I was, like, confident. And you, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm an <laughs> expert. Um, but... Yeah, I kind of fell in. I, I fell in love with it. I did. Um, it was exhausting at the beginning because mm-hmm. I just wasn't used to. It just takes so much. Um, like you have to think so much. You're thinking on your feet all the time. There's no rest in your brain. You can't switch off for a second. You're always having to analyze everything, mm. and. I'm always learning all the time and I was always developing. I was still doing my masters at the same time then as well. So I was still very much learning and honing my skills as I was working. Um, but, it, you know, I, I just, I, I love it. I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I can't imagine myself doing anything else now. And it's mad because I just did not think that this would be what I'd be doing. But mm. I, I, I love it. It's so rewarding. I've been teaching people who I've had right from the beginning as well. So I've got students that have stuck with me through, I've been there since 2009. 2009 yeah. I started. 12. Long time. Yeah, 12 years is that? Yeah. So you started yeah. doing that at the same time I yeah. started being a leader for Scouts. Yeah, yeah. 
but quite impressive though i mean i mean it's similar like story with like chris isn't it like you, someone in the bar they've given advice and yeah wind up where you do yeah. so yeah. that's quite interesting and it yeah. ended up in the same place just in different roles <laughs> yes. yes um no for my job my job was happen a circumstance um back during my a level during my kid years at eight years old i wanted to be an actuary which is basically oh. a forensic accountant i would work oh. out people's money once they died and doing all that stuff I liked numbers and I liked the sound of the pay because the first year untrained was 65k a year. Oh, nice. Yeah. By 16, I realised I wasn't quite smart enough for that because, like, you need, like, grammar school top level grades. Uh... Uh, like, I only had that in maths and nothing else. My English was atrocious. Mm. My Spanish was better than my English by the end of GCSEs. Shame I can't remember as much Spanish anymore, but hey-ho. But in sick form, I did maths, uh, science, and ICT. And I passed a lot, and I was due to go to Hertfordshire University to do accounting and finance. Hmm. However, whilst uh, revising for my last maths exam, my mum got a phone call from a family friend saying... I've just been taken into the family company as the office manager, but I know diddly squat on how to set up spreadsheets. I just need an apprentice to help me get all the spreadsheets going. Um, do you know someone who needs like a three-week summer job? Mm-hmm. And mum just looked up and we went, yep, he sat opposite me right now, because mum was doing the ironing whilst I was revising. It was her way of making sure I was revising properly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 18 years old you know summertime i'd rather be you know having fun but now i'm sat there revising for my a-level exams and um she went yeah he went when can he start and she went chris when's your last exam i went about the 24th of june and i was just like okay he can start on the 28th mm. like i hadn't finished my ict or science coursework by this point but my exams would have been done Oh my goodness. So before I finished sick form, I started what was supposed to be my three week summer job at my company. Wow. Nearly eight years later, I'm still there. Wow. And I've decided that I no longer want to be in an office because I'm not enjoying office work as much. I'm like, I actually enjoyed the num I enjoyed the numbers. The numbers are mm-hmm. fine. Mm. It's the emails, it's the constant sorting through calls the filings are bitch it's the Especially admin all of yeah. it because no one yeah. else and again it could just be because i'm in a small team so the jobs which would probably be work for 10 people we're screen we're squeezing into four mm. so that's and so i'm just at the moment i'm just looking for like a change of pace like the twitch streaming's a nice change the the singing lessons are my highlight of my week every Friday. Oh, that's so like, sweet. Um, has been that way ever since I got over the initial nerves. Oh, you were very nervous. I was very lesson. nervous. I could tell. It took me like six months to get over those initial nerves. And, and we had, I remember, we had an hour that first lesson. Yes. And, and you were like, 
oh my god i think i need half an hour <laughs> like it was yeah, it I, was just it was all a bit much wasn't it yeah it was just i got so overwhelmed. I was just like it's such a big change to what i've been doing previous mm. I, i've never done anything that just like puts a spotlight on me like a one-to-one yeah. like i've had a one-to-one tutor before but that was a maths tutor and that mm. that's Difference easy i'm just doing singing. that that's that's just you know being quiet using my head I don't have to worry about what I'm going to say because mm-hmm. I know I'll probably get there. But yeah. singing, I had no clue. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm playing the field, seeing what I actually enjoy doing and see what I want to, if I want to change to something else. Mm-hmm. That's what's I'm working on at the moment. Mm. Yeah, that's difficult. Because mm. I, I, I like being in an office sometimes. But I like, I found that I'm better when I've got people to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah. I, I need yeah. energy in a room. And sometimes the office is just. Maybe it's not that it, you don't want to work in an office, but maybe it's just the type of office. Because I mm-hmm. think there are some offices that are more bustling and more team centered rather than. Yeah. Do you so know what I'm I mean? just trying to figure out what balance will work for me. Mm. Is it a Because you've built up a lot of skills doing mm. what you're doing. So it, it would be good to find something where you can transfer those same yeah. skills. I know, I know spreadsheets like the back of my hand. <laughs> you, uh, you might like Border Force. In all honesty, you might. Because uh, with numbers, there are certain things you need to do. Because I, I mean, I thought about joining the uh, Border Force, but they've got a vary of jobs. And like some of them is checking and like doing numbers of what stock's coming especially now that we are uh, in the brexit things because certain checks mm. need doing so mm. take, take a look at uh border force at the moment my, that's that's where a lot of my some of my team went my, to my favorite out of the three jobs i've had in the past 12 years has definitely been being a waiter uh, oh, really? Been very physical, which is not like I I quite like having the lazier job where I can just sit down. Because it can be but quite stressful being a it waiter. Actually, it can be, but I I never found it. I look back and I've never complained about how stressful a night was. Mm. I always thought about the two or three people that made me laugh, or the banter I'd have with the kitchen staff or the other waiters. Mm. Mm. There was always like a on a quiet night, it'd be banter between the waiters on a busy night it's banter with the customers and the high energy and the, providing mm. I can keep that energy going and yeah. that would keep me like like I was supposed to only do four hours when I started but on my busiest shift I did a seven hour shift six till mm. one and Sorry. that was flat out all the way through but I didn't stop once to complain oh my god we're so busy I think I stopped once because I was just like if I don't drink something in a minute, I'll probably collapse. <laughs> I'm just talking it warm. That that is the thing, and also when you're walking loads, you're, you're yeah. just losing. I, I think I walked about ten and... miles. Yeah, yeah. Just, I was find I find it so good for my fitness working as a waitress because you're just like, running around like, everywhere. I was, I was the same way I am now, but I felt physically fitter because I was walking a shed mm. ton. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. It was, so, but yeah, being a waiter has been my favourite job out of the three. Fair. Fair enough. But I will say after, I'm going to say two and a half hours. Oh my gosh. Oh, shush. Uh, 
we are unfortunately have to wrap this up because one two of us have got work in the morning so i know with the the length of the day that we have some sleep would be nice but, but i mean it has it has been a good one it's been great and if it's you ever fancy to join us again at all you're uh, more than welcome if you ever oh, want to uh, come back yeah, on thanks guys yeah. it's been fun yeah so of course it's jingle time so normally it would be my turn but thankfully chrissy's come to my rescue and she's done one <laughs> okay well i i did this in like an hour today so um yeah i hope you guys like it okay you ready yeah mm -hmm. okay just a couple of guys chatting over a brew won't tell you no lies it's I like that. I really do. That's really that's so good. It, it's it's like a perfect jingle to be honest. Like you would see it on like TV or a radio. So yeah, no, that's beautiful. That go really nicely over our credits. Hmm. So with your permission, you, you can have it. I gift it to you. It's my oh, gift. Oh, thank you very much. It's, it's so good. Like it is. <laughs> I haven't got enough words really to describe, but it's it's not, it's really good. You've done a terrific job. <laughs> Blow it! What I'm gonna have to do like ne next? Yeah, it's your turn. Next one, I'm gonna have to come up with some really good jingle now. <laughs> yeah, you know, competition's on now. Yeah. Oh, indeed, so, indeed. <laughs> speak of next time. Uh, that episode will be released on the eighth of May, mm. uh, which is mental that we're already looking at May recordings. Uh, but till then, folks, have a drink, have a laugh. We love you from the bottom of our guts. And until next time, bye bye. Just a couple of guys chatting over a brew. Won't tell you no lies, yes.